the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Okay, I'm trying to pull together. Are we good, Pat? Yep. We're rolling? I'm just trying to pull it together because I really want to impress you today, Katie, but I ended up looking no, like... You look great. The cat shirt... I feel like I look like the dad in Back to the Future. What? I look like Andy Warhol. Remember those last Polaroids where he like clearly had cancer? Oh um, Katie. You look great. I'm wearing a cat shirt for you. I, think I appreciate it. You came in with this adorable cat shirt. I mean, this is, you're the hottest cat lady I've ever seen. How did you do this? Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, I only have one cat, and somehow I'm like the crazy cat lady. But then I remember only I Only takes wear, one, only takes one. Oh, I wear cat shirts, and I'm like, well, that probably does it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this um, uh, your new husband's way of making sure that no one flirts with you? No, I've owned Putting I've you in this. cat shirts I've only. I've owned this for years. <laughs> like, he, he's learning this about me, like, as we go. <laughs> That is so funny, the yeah. idea that, like, as soon as you get married, you're just only wearing cat patterns oh, prints. It's a whole different life now. <laughs> I had professional makeup and a wardrobe, and now I'm like, honey, this is me. <laughs> this is I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, look, you are, you are, a, you are, it's weird. You're, um, I have so many thoughts about you, but, you, like, when people say, you know, oh, that person just has a star quality, I, that's what, you have that. I know that sounds weird and like, per, I'm going to make you a star. I'm going to put you in the pictures. I just mean you are so, um, you know, I, I have so many questions and I want to dig into a lot of things. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. But you you have this ease about you where you've been through hardship, but you don't, you don't have a needy energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're so engaging and... Uh, charismatic without trying too hard I can't explain it you're you're what I'm in therapy to try to become oh. <laughs> so just how did you do it God I mean I, I have no idea nothing annoys me about you oh thank God nothing this is gonna be really awkward it is. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying yeah like there's no um I mean that's not the way for everybody so I'll, I'll take this really yeah I mean it just it's the type of people like like you're my kind of people and those are the ones I want to surround myself with but then like there are other people who like hate every fucking thing about me interesting and it just it is what it is well that is you know the price of being under a microscope in oh, any way we yeah. trigger people it's not about not liking you it's about holding a mirror up to what people don't like about themselves or what they don't have yeah. you know I think that when you are in the limelight the way you are you really become just a big vector of for people to project onto, you know? So you probably yeah. have to receive a lot of that energy. Yeah. No, I've done really good at, like, filtering it out, though. There's so many, like, settings you can do now to just, like, protect your mental space on social media. To block certain keywords. Oh, God, don't Excuse me them. as I drop. <laughs> By the way, fully tangled. Oh, my God. Tangled. You're going to burn yourself, too. Tangled in a hot curling iron. So, okay, what are the keywords in your Instagram that you had to block? Oh, my God. Okay, uh -oh. full transparency. Oh, I can tell you mine, too. Um, well, the word Greg, I had to block from comments, mm -hmm. um, which has been very helpful mm -hmm. because, like, it, on those final couple episodes, it was just, like, chaos no matter which way you stood. And so I was able to put Greg as a keyword to just filter out. Can I talk about him? Uh, sure. I think that this, your season of The Bachelor is was like a master class. These, these opinions are my own. 
was a master class. Number one in, in class, sorry. You handled things with so much class and so much dignity. Thank you. It was as a woman going like, oh, that's an option? Like yeah. you can just not throw your phone at someone's head? <laughs> like it was like to go like, oh, you can just kind of like feel your feelings and go sit in a chair and be upset and remove yourself from the situation without like shattering any expensive shit. Um, but Greg, it's so interesting. I was not around, I, I wasn't on social media or going to parties about this. I mean, friends of mine have like parties for this show. Yes. Okay. There's there these these like there they bring the cakes and the roses and it's, it's sort a of, thing. It's an event. I know it. I never know if it's a sex thing. I'm like I don't understand <laughs> what you guys are getting out of this. It's very odd because I do think that that in terms of I have I want to ask you why the show why you believe the show is so important to people and why it is such a religion to people and for me I think it's kind of like MMA for women. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching people get, like, emotionally injured yeah. in a way. And you're sort of locked into the our instinct to be attracted to schadenfreude, which is the German word for us getting some kind of pleasure out of someone else's negative experience or embarrassment. We have this kind of train wreck need to watch it, aside just the rooting for you and wanting you to find the guy and being yeah. able to have a catharsis, you know? Yeah. Is, is that what you find? I mean, I have no idea where this intense fandom comes from. Like, I thought I was a super fan because I lo- I watched the show. I'd been watching for, I don't know, like 10 years or something. But then when I was on it, you kind of realize, like, what a true super fan is. And mm-hmm. it's a whole, like you said, it's a religion. Yeah, it's, it's, a re- it's an addiction and a religion. And yeah. the fans have this sort of, um, you work for them. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is my show and you're on it. Yeah. No, it's... Very it's, strong opinions. Because I think also, I think people get so connected to you in a way that they don't get connected to actors, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't see, you know, uh, the, um, Reese Witherspoon on the street and be like, why didn't you marry Owen Wilson in that movie? He was so <laughs> Everyone knows it was acting, you know? Right. Like, people, you know, I guess just get very personally invested in a way that's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they want to, like, see themselves in that situation. It's reality TV, so it is real to them. Um, not that it's not real to me as well, but, yeah, like... I'm, we're not actors, mm-hmm. and so when they do see us and make decisions for me, mm-hmm. they're like, well, I would have made it this, this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. This is how I would have handled it. Sure, 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 sure. And sure. They're, they're so invested in that one way or the other. And I think it's also a way for people to be in a relationship without having to take all the risks. In mm-hmm. a way, you know, it's like a safe way to go like, well, that's not what I would have done. It's like that, you know, for people like me that are afraid of being in relationships, we can get on our high horse and be like, well, I would have done this. And it's like, I mean, I'm too scared to be in a serious relationship. But if I was, that's what I would do. You know, it's a bunch of people that are too afraid to take the risk. Yeah. You know, judging the person who actually is putting their heart on the line. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think people love love. They like love watching sports. Yeah. They, they, there's great things about it. And then there's like the car crash that you're just like waiting to have happen. Yeah. And that's why there's always going to be drama. People are like, oh, it'd be such a great season. If there just wasn't drama. It's like, well, people love the drama. So there's yes. always going to be drama. But I also think that there's something, you know, that um, like when we watch horror movies and like, you know, when you're like, get out of the way. Because <laughs> the viewer sees the guy's without you. Yeah. So I think we think we know some stuff that you don't know as well. So we're like, well, hold on. The thing that he just said to that guy, I just saw something that you didn't see. So like, there's also this sort of addiction to trying to get you to <laughs> like do what we would do or know what we know. And this is the first season that I really, um, I got very obsessed with the Greg storyline because it's taken me a long storyline. You know what I mean? Arc, sure. whatever story. Yeah. Um, 
because it was like a master class in, I'm not trying to be negative about this person. I'm just trying to say sometimes when people say all the right things and say all the things you want to hear and their body language or actions are not congruous, that is a giant red flag. And to watch him say all these things to you that every girl wants to hear and you go, you don't seem happy. Yeah. This doesn't add up. Mm. And you like went right for your gut. It's like, I'm on this show. This guy wants to marry me. I just met his family. He's saying I love you. He's saying you filled a hole. He's saying all these romantic things. And you were like, I don't buy it. Yeah. In a way. Right. You know, and that is like, I'm like, oh, where were you when I was in my 20s? When I (laughs) was only listening to what guys said instead of what they did or how they said it. Yeah. How did you like feel that? It's funny because I remember earlier that day, actually, something fell off and I just figured we hadn't seen each other in like a week. So I was like, oh, it's just like that awkwardness of like, oh, it's been a week. We haven't seen each other, you know, and it just it just it's your intuition. And that's the thing that I relied on the most, which I know sounds so like cliche, but like truly, you know, when something is is off, you know. And so all day I kind of had this feeling, but I was just so like accommodating because it is unnatural. I'm like, he's just nervous. There's cameras. We haven't seen each other. But then like that night, which even if you're not. The Bachelorette, a woman might go, oh, I'm just on my period. I'm just tired. I'm probably being dramatic because we've been so conditioned to believe that we're always wrong and Mm -hmm. we're always being too emotional or too sensitive. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even in the moment of all of that, that's how I felt. I was waiting until that episode to, to watch it back with like time and a different perspective. And so that whole time I'm waiting for this this moment to air to be like, okay, I'm going to learn from this and see what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It's a very, sure. this is a hot topic. Yeah. Um, but of course, when I watched it back, I had my own feelings about it and was very actually upset and angry versus in the moment I was sad and, and apologetic and like, what did I do wrong? You know, and, and that's the unfortunate part about the whole thing. I think overall it was a very big learning experience for just everybody, no matter mm-hmm. what side you took, it started a lot of very important conversations on a healthy relationship. I I, I, I 100% agree with you. And this is such a, it's such a tiny, imperceptible thing. You can't, someone could have said all the same words he said, and it would have been the most romantic thing ever. But there were strings attached. It was like, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share all this with you contingent on the fact that you respond in the way that I need you to respond, which I don't believe you could have responded in any way that was going to be satisfactory. I don't, if you had been like, I love you too, it'd been like, well, you kind of said that quickly. Or you didn't, you didn't, I, I don't feel like you meant that. Whatever it was, like I've been in those relationships before that kind of make you feel crazy because if, I think we're conditioned to believe if a man is vulnerable in any way, we have to like throw a party. We have, it's like, he said, I love you. Bring it. <laughs> then you win $10,000. And we're not allowed to have any needs. We're not allowed to have any feelings or notes about it. Yeah. As long as it's, you fill a hole in my heart. We're conditioned to believe like, oh, now we just have to have an orgasm forever and give this person whatever they want. Cause they just said a sentence that anyone can say. It's taken me so long to learn. It's not about what they're saying. It's about how they're saying it, about how you feel when they're saying it. Mm -hmm. And people can say things that they believe are true. They might not even know they're being manipulative. But if there is a string attached, if there is a result that is needed, that's not unconditional. Yeah. It was very conditional. And you can bully someone with... Uh, by being vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. I was just vulnerable. And then this is how you're going to act? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't realize your vulnerability meant that where's the, I, I don't, where's the script that I need to read from because you were vulnerable. Right. You know? And so 
that was just, I think that would have been so confusing for me because I'm conditioned to go, a man loves me now. Well, I guess we're, I guess you were vulnerable. Now I have to yeah. give up everything because that's exclusive. so, that's so hard for you. Right. I cry in front of you every day. Right. And you say, I love you once. And now we have to drop everything. Well, yeah. And it's hard because there were other relationships too. So you're like, how much is too much to say right now mm-hmm. versus like, you know, the, the fantasy suites, the overnight dates where there's no cameras, no other people, uninterrupted time was coming up. And for me, regardless of who was going to make it to that final three spot, mm-hmm. um, that was the moment I was waiting for with all the men. Is mm-hmm. you know how are we going to interact uninterrupted for the next eight hours, nine hours? Because that's yeah. really telling. Yeah. You know, with all these cameras here and producers and and your family's here, like I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm like, how far is too far? What can I say? What should I not say? Because you're trying to be fair to these other relationships you're going to have. I wasn't articulating well earlier, and now that you're being so articulate, I'm going to focus. <laughs> I'm going to pull it together. So. What this, the first reaction, I think, we're conditioned to go, how could you be so ungrateful with all those things he said to you? And I think this keeps a lot of people in toxic relationships. How can you walk away from that? How can you want to leave him? How, or her? How could you want to get out of this? When you're like, I know what it, I know it seems like this is really romantic and they're saying and doing all the right things and they're great on paper, but it's not right. Or this is a manipulation and this is, I'm not going to say abuse because I've been in situations like this where it's like, like everyone else is like, look how amazing he is. Look how vulnerable he's being. And you're like, but I am telling you it's not congruous or there's something in my intuition saying it's wrong. And this ostensible vulnerability and you're the only person I've ever loved. Okay, that's not my problem. That's on you. First of all, that's a red flag. First of all, you know, you're putting pressure on me is what you're doing. And you're, you're, um, this isn't unconditional but I'm so conditioned to believe when a guy says, I love you, that's it. I have to marry you. And you're saying all these romantic things and it's making me drunk. And you didn't get drunk. You were just, you stayed in your body. Yeah. How? I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's a very unnatural situation to go through. So I can't really be like, oh, I'm so well rehearsed in dating multiple men on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I have no idea because, yeah. you know, at some point, like, I do lose it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. when he's trying to leave, I, I do just, like, lose it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I feel very weak when I watch it back. Like, I'm very embarrassed because I am, you know, at one point trying to be strong. And the next thing you see, I'm crying on my knees, begging this man who's just, like, looking down at me. Like, I'm like, please stay, you know. And it's hard to watch back. You know, um, but you but, just learn from it. But that to me, oh gosh, I, I understand the feeling of being embarrassed. And I mean, everything I've ever done, I look at and I <laughs> um, want to jump off a building. But I saw so much integrity and grace and just that very real. I just watched like, am I crazy? Is this person crazy? That moment where you're just like, but I think ultimately your higher self, your heart, your soul, whatever it was. I believe and I'm going to ask you a lot of advice about love and red flags and stuff like that. But I would love to know your definition of love. Yeah. I don't know one, but the best advice I've ever gotten is that in love, you can be anything. You can be jealous. You can be angry. You can be sad. You can be irate. You can be, you know, in fact, all those things are fine. You're always going to have that spectrum. Yeah. But what you should never be is confused. Yeah. And you were confused. And it was just like, I shouldn't be confused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because his... The way he was saying something was not matching how he was saying it, which to me is the biggest red flag when some actions and words are incongruous. So yeah. it's like, if you love me so much and I fill all these holes, why are you, do you see that I'm upset and you're still doing this? Oh, why yeah. are you showing up without asking? That's not love. But we've been conditioned to believe when they show up at the airport, when they, I mean, romantic comedies, to his defense, <laughs> men watch romantic comedies too. We grew up on movies where when a man 
like did something bad to a woman, the way to solve it was just to show up at her job. Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm at work, sir. Like, yeah. it would just be like, she'd be on a board meeting or something, like giving a speech. There'd be glass. And he'd like knock on the glass and she'd be like, one second. He'd be like, will you forgive me? Like, I'm at work, homie. So, I, but this thing of, I have feelings. Now you need to behave the way I need to do in order to keep feeling them. Yeah. That's pressure and that's not love. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, when I think back, like there's just no way him and I would have worked out no matter what. <laughs> even if somehow he stayed, even if somehow we walked away together, there's just no way we would have worked out if that was the way he communicated and that it was his way of expressing his frustration. And it just, it, what he's not ready for a relationship. We wouldn't have worked out. We're just on very two different levels at Which the moment. Which I blame society for a lot of that. Yeah. Like, like men are not allowed to have feelings. He had some and it was like, I'm embarrassed. I think, you know, it's embarrassing for guys to have feelings. It's embarrassing for all of us to have feelings. And what you guys do is you, like, put yourself out there so that we can all feel less embarrassed about our stupid choices. <laughs> so tell me, what is your definition of love? I ask most guests this. Yeah, I mean, You're I've never— you the most qualified. I don't know about that. But I don't know if I have, like, a definition, but I do think of, um, you know, not sacrificing yourself. Like you said, kind of like where you're not confused. Like, I know with Blake, I'm very— myself like very much just weird and emotional and sensitive and, and a little crazy and he's just so like accepting of that and vice versa he's a fucking crazy weirdo <laughs> like have you learned things since you've oh, gotten married so many things so many like things we're, we're engaged but um but right. okay so like he'll kill me for saying this but I don't, he, he's also very confident so i think he's okay so when he showers he's afraid of horses i don't okay. think he's gonna kill <laughs> When he showers, he likes to um, like squat in the shower, like a full on squat, because he feels like it cleans his his <laughs> asshole better. <laughs> so one day I walk in on him showering, and he's full on squatted in the shower. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "This is a better way to clean your ass." <laughs> I'm like, "Honestly, it kind of is." <laughs> I tried it. It's. It I mean, I see where he's coming from. But he's got, he's a brick house of he's a man. He's a big man. He's so. got big, he's got like that pitcher ass. Yeah. So for him, I'm sure it I is. I bet you ben do have to physically <laughs> separate your took. Yeah, yeah. Undercarriage. Yeah. So he'll just take a moment. That is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So there's just little. He, why is his butt so big? I mean, well, he's a hockey player. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Hockey yeah. and baseball. Those yeah. guys. He's just, he's just a big. He's guy. He's a big man. Yeah. Sometimes I call him like a gorilla because his body's like just thick. very. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got that Viking big. DNA. Do you know his ancestry? Uh, I know he's Portuguese. I don't know if that's okay. those big men. I have no idea. Mm. He's a big. He's a big boy. I'm gonna secretly <laughs> Google this while we're talking. Yeah. He's just like a thick person. Yeah. And then so sweet. His energy is so. Docile isn't the word because that makes it sound like it's not alpha something because it is always the alpha is always the most docile. The most quote unquote masculine, powerful men are the ones that don't have to prove it all the time. Yeah. Like when I met him, his energy was so like, I could kill anyone in here. I could crush anyone in here just with my big ass thighs. So, yeah. you know. He's so chill. Like he he's not intimidated by anything. Um, I'm actually really close friends with uh, John Hersey, which was a week two guy for my season, which I think most men would be like, well, it's kind of weird. But like, he's just like, do your thing, yeah. whatever. And I, I love it because I'm such a high he's energy. Secure. He's secure. Yeah, I'm anxiety induced and he's just like chill. And I'm like, okay, you balance me out. And what is um, making you anxious these days? Oh is my it God. after being famous? I mean, that'll do it. Well, I think just life in general makes you anxious. <laughs> but but were, were you, were, do you have different anxieties now that you're famous? 
I will say, so while the show was airing, I did start taking anxiety medication, mm. which I had never been on before. But I was like the anxiety of like watching this back and, and public opinions and every like news outlet is picking up whatever you're doing on social media. It's a yeah, lot, you know. Yeah. Um, but as soon as the show stopped, I stopped taking it. I kind of disassociated myself with some of these like accounts and following the show as much. And just it's been so healthy for me to just kind of like take a step back. And now I'm at a point where I'm trying to kind of go back to like old Katie you know like I'm wearing a, f- a fucking cat shirt yes. like like people like ragged on my fashion all season long and I'm like you know what fuck you I don't, I don't care well, what do you mean I by the way sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> cause a lot of problems I you're like the first uh, person that I didn't feel like walked out of a fucking whore pageant from the 80s I was like Jesus guys like I was actually really nice to just go because I was like this just I think part of I think the show has evolved from being like kind of um there was a while where it was kind of like kitschy and campy and yeah. it was like funny to make fun of the fashion stuff. I feel like you were one of the first people that I was like, oh, this is like someone I'd be friends with. Therefore, I can now actually learn from this person and be inspired and go, oh, that was a great choice. Instead of going, it used to kind of be um, shunned for it in a way where people go, that person's stupid and yeah. that's dumb. And it's how we kind of uh, made ourselves feel better. But now I'm like, oh, this is a woman to be admired. And the way that she navigated this is a, is a way to look to. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but not everyone feels the same. Like, that's the thing, though. And, and I don't care. Like, this is like, a serious adult person. Well, right. And those are the kind of people I want to attract. I want to attract the people who are my kind of people. Like I said, like, you're wearing this cat shirt. You're like, chill. I mean, look, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, I think it really is ultimately just about finding your tribe as you get exactly. older. And like being able to release people that no longer serve you. And if they don't serve you, that I know that sounds selfish. You don't serve them either. You're just, right. are there any, do you feel like you've lost friends as you've, gone through this people that didn't want to see you winning in life that's always a tricky part of this it is hard because I've been so busy that people from my previous life have kind of had to be like in the backseat a little bit and I'm like I'm sorry like I'm trying to catch up I'm trying to catch up um and I'm I'm hoping that you know because even right now life is still like it's only been a month Mm -hmm. since the the finale aired um so I'm hoping that I don't have to lose touch with those people but the the true friends are going to be the ones who are understanding of this new transition and the ones who are going to like guilt trip me about not texting them back. Hey stranger. Oh my God. I hate that. The exes, I have actual exes who use me in their dating profiles to say like I dated her. And I'm like, that was like 16 years old. Like that doesn't count. And the fact that you're admitting it is embarrassing. Boo. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So I love talking about love because I don't think you, love's impossible to find, but how do you know you're in it? How do you know you're ready to say it? Because sometimes for me, I go, okay, if I need to tell this person I love them so bad, I probably don't love them. I'm probably trying to make sure they don't abandon me. I really want to say it because I want to get an answer or I want to hurt myself or, you know, just I want him to say it back because I don't really think he feels it. And I, whatever. Yeah. So now I kind of, the last time I said I love you, I was like, okay, I do love this person, but I'm not going to say it right now because I, just so I'm not putting pressure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I want him to feel it. And then I did this dumb little thing where I was like, do you think I love you? And he was like, I do. And I was like, good, you're right. Because Aww. I wanted, I want you to feel it before I say it. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to be news to you when I say it. Right. I don't want to be you do? Well, then I'm obviously not proving it with my actions. I want you to feel loved before I say it. So yeah. that was just a little thing I sort of had to do for myself because I'm a manipulative monster. <laughs> See, hearing your thinking process, I'm the exact opposite. I'm just like wearing it on my sleeve. Like if I feel like I love you, I'm going to tell this you. This is why I'll never get to be the bachelorette. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you are the bachelor. <laughs> by the way, in real IRL, <laughs> and I only date Gregs. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. But I just feel like you know, like that's where people I think mess up is when they are overthinking it or they're trying to play the game or they're like can't text them back too quick, can't have to wait a couple of days. Like no, just feel what you feel, and if it's the right person, he's gonna be okay with it. If he is like whoa whoa whoa, we just met uh, six months ago, you're like bro, it's been six months. What do you mean? It's not your person. Just- I am so into this. I am so into relentless authenticity, which a lot of people pathologize as being a mess, being sloppy, being too much, being a lot. I'm a lot. I, I'm not going to pretend I'm someone else for the first three, four, five, six months, get you, and then all of a sudden I'm acting like myself. And yeah. she's like, who's this? And I was like, well, I, you don't like who I am. It's like, well, you never showed me who you are. Yeah. This wasn't the person I signed up for. you know. And then you have to be pretending the rest of your life. And no one has time for that. So I do think that regardless of what someone's trajectory is, whether you get engaged after 30 days or 10 years, if you're not able to just say what you're thinking, even if it may, it won't be awkward if it's the right person. Right. You won't be walking on eggshells and you won't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the show and sort of, the whole conceit of it. And it's like, okay, that's this reality show where all these people are, you know, like, how could they all possibly fall in love? Like, what are the chances of all, you know? And then I was like, oh, wait a second. No, no, This is actually perfect because to me, finding a mate has more to do with people being in the same place in their life mm-hmm. and having the same expectations. So to me, like, if you met all those guys on in different situations, different times, it might not have been that because I'm learning as I get older, the biggest thing to have in common, it's not tennis or we drink the same alcohol or we're both from Pensacola. <laughs> it's are we both wanting the same thing in our life right now? Mm-hmm. Do we both want the same thing? Yeah. You know, and I've wasted so much time being like, well, I'm ready for this. But this person, I used to be like, there's no such thing as timing. If it's right, you'll drop everything. That's not that's not true. The older I get, the more I realize <laughs> if you're not both on the same page about what you want in the next year, five years, 10 years. And that show is all people that are on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is something that is, I think when people are like, well, this can't possibly be. No, if everyone, I think, is aligned to go in the same direction, you can actually click and you can actually enjoy each other without being like, well, does he want kids? You're you're not guessing. Does he want to get married? Like, you don't have to ask any of these awkward questions. You can just get to having fun and getting to know each other, Mm -hmm. which to me, the lesson there from The Bachelorette is ask all those questions on the first date the way that your producers did to all those guys, <laughs> yeah. vet them first. Because there's no point in wasting time and then finding out six months later, like, oh, you don't want anything serious or, oh, you don't want kids. Like, you've just wasted six months of your life. Oh, it's so true. And it shouldn't be awkward because if it's awkward, then it's like, well, well then why are we dating? Like, if it's, it's coming up eventually. Nothing should ever feel awkward. Right. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, you just, there gets a certain point where you're just like, you've done it the wrong way for so long. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what's the point of doing it this way if you think it's, quote, the right way? Well, fuck that. Like, I'm going to do it my way because this, quote, right way is not working. Yeah. You know? It's really just kind of, yeah, once you beat your head against a wall enough times. Like, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting yeah. a different result. There's times where I go, and the person that I'm dating now, I would never have dated this person had I not just gone, this doesn't come naturally to me, so I'm just going to do it. Because what does come naturally to me is guys that wear Axe body spray and have secret families. So you know what? <laughs> this isn't my first instinct, but I'm just going to go with it because yeah. it's the opposite of what I normally do. And yeah. let me just see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to talk about red flags because at, being on The Bachelorette, you have to be able to ascertain red flags very quickly. Mm. And you clearly were able to do this. Um Red flags. I'll say a couple, just what you think. Like, red flags, deal breakers with guys. Oh, One of mine is, uh, they say crashing. 
Like I'm crashing at my friends tonight. Oh. That's a red flag. They, they sound really young. Yeah. Some guys do it in their 30s, and that is a red flag. Yeah, I'm just going to crash. Just don't say, I'm going to stay at. That's fine. Yeah. It's a small thing. Uh, Wearing Oakleys while not playing a sport. Oh, these are really specific. Follows Jordan Peterson. Okay, okay. Favorite movie is Gone Girl. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, More than four jars of protein powder on the fridge. Oh, that's a good one. First date, he brings a friend. Has that happened to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> not all of the us, girls are like. Not all of us <laughs> had producers telling people not to act out like idiots. Oh my! Uh, doesn't wash his hands before sex. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we need to stop on this one right now and talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I if a guy doesn't, I tell them you need to go wash your hands before sex. Yes, always. You're like mid makeout, a be, like pants coming off, wash and your you're hands. like, "Time out, honey. Go yeah. wash your honey. Hands. Yes. I mean, I don't go know. get the honey. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> no, I yes, I am because you're gonna try to horribly finger me at some point, and then I'm just gonna have to be like, "Do All you right. make him brush your teeth too? Like, I don't. That is not necessary. Okay. Oh, well. interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I don't even let guys go down on me. There's no point. I don't have what? time. I can't. Oh, you've been with bad ones then. Maybe. Well, look, I, or I just, I don't, oh, I'm just too worried about farting. Okay, I will say the first serious relationship I had, the guy told me he was like 69ing his girl and that he could smell her ass. And for the longest time that triggered me and I would never let a guy go down on me because like, the last thing I ever want is someone to smell my ass. That's why you have to squat in the shower when you wash your ass. Well, listen, I don't she- let anyone go down on me unless I'm fresh out of the shower. The guy has, like, scarred me for life. So, I mean, I guess I guess I can't really judge. I like to shower for sex. Well, if he's going to go down on me. I mean, sometimes I'll just go do the horse shower in the sink. I'll just put my ass in the sink and just get whatever's there. <laughs> and I'm just like, That's you know what you mean? do. While he's washing his hands. But also, again, but if it's right, <laughs> then there's matter. no awkwardness. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> ass is smell. That's where <laughs> shit goes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, let's not pretend, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That this, every now and then, this isn't going to be a little tinny. It is. Yeah. And, and if, if you have a problem with it, you're loser (laughs) no here's the thing I think it's important to have just open dialogue about it and what I found out from one of my guy friends is I was like does it ever smell when you go down on a girl like what happens as a guy like what do you do because we're traumatized by that like you hear growing up like smells like fish sushi tuna and you're like where does that so here's what I've learned I've at least from this guy he said it's it is normal sometimes like it happens and so what he'll do is just very politely like shift directions and then just come back up and make out with her and just have sex but he's not like turned off by it because like it is a vagina it like, is a bunch of humid crevices what have you been doing today yes sometimes it's gonna be fresh sometimes you've been at the There's office definitely for a long time times you know sometimes i'll find like random little pieces of toilet paper in there <laughs> and i'm like oh god like <laughs> you gotta get good toilet paper because yes if you use if you use cheap toilet paper sometimes the little balls will stay in there and yes. they'll think it's like yeast or something but no let me tell you i dated a guy who was uncircumcised, and he would wipe his dick with toilet paper, and the toilet paper would get stuck on his dick. The first time I saw it, I actually thought it was an STD, and I didn't say anything. I just said, I just don't feel comfortable doing things Uh, tonight. And then I found out it was toilet paper, which then was a whole other awkward... How did that come up? (laughs) Well, because it happened 
again, but like the lighting was better. And I was like, oh, that's just like balled up toilet paper. But also this is disgusting. <laughs> but also, how did he not know? My thing is not the balled up toilet paper. It's more, how did you not know that was there? I, I really don't Have know. Have you gotten this far through life? This means, you know what it is? It's like at this point in my life, when a guy does something silly or wild, I'm not mad at them. I'm like, I'm mad at your ex. I'm mad at every woman you've ever dated that have enabled this behavior. Well, I asked him. I was like, well, can you just, like, shake it? Like, I don't know. Like, I thought that was the norm. That's your job. <laughs> well, he's like, I just don't like, like, the drips. I was like, I'd rather you have, like, a drip. The that, drips? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, of the like uh, pee. pee. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to shake it, I thought. I guess. Well, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe so many. I don't know. I don't know how it works so with he an uncircumcised So he packs his pee hole with his with toilet, toilet paper? paper? And then the toilet paper gets, gets stuck in there? Yeah. Like how when a guy shaves and puts a little piece of toilet paper on his face and forgets? I don't know, but it was such a turn off. Like, I. That is a turn off. Yeah. Was he a European person? person? He was from Ireland. <laughs> I feel like we've dated the same guy. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh my god! It's a lot. That that is a whole thing. And like, I'm at the point where I think for me, I keep things squeaky down there because I just feel more confident. Oh yeah, flushable baby wipes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my plumber hates those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. My <laughs> Grace knows. <laughs> We had a plumber come over uh, at a rental house that I'm staying at. There was a huge flood, and he was like, if there are flushable baby wipes in there, I swear to God. <laughs> he, like, threatened Grace. I was like, I don't think there are. And he's like, all women use those now. He's basically just, like, talking about, like, he's like, I can tell you have a dirty pussy, and there's flushable baby wipes clogging up. And he came over, and I was like, I swear we don't use those. And he looked at, like, us three and was like, someone's using them here. <laughs> it's his way of saying y'all have smelly crevices. You know, or we're just very clean women. Yeah, easy, buddy. Because it I, makes a difference. I use the um, mitts. It's like an exfoliation mitt. What? To wipe your ass? Oh, to wipe everything. Yes, I go in. Wait. Scrub, exfoliate. Are we talking about in the shower or on the toilet? In the shower. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, I thought no. like a little, like, bucket with your, like, <laughs> poop glove or something. I was like, I don't understand where this is going. <laughs> and then, okay, so I'm, I saw, oh, red flags. Don't let me oh, go yeah, by this. Oh, yeah, we just Anyone. went on a hole. Right, oh, that's what this is. Red flags wipes your dick with right. toilet paper. <laughs> Wipe your dick red. with a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, red flags, like, um... Being rude to a waiter, oh. being rude to wait staff, being rude to a valet. Rude and, to anybody. Yeah, that's a good McDonald's point. McDonald's drive-thru, you better be saying thank you. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Oh, if someone asks for your Snapchat. Yeah. Cause it's, it's that's like, a great one. Why? They're a pedophile? Uh, well, they don't They don't want to give you your number. They want to like disappearing messages. Oh, same oh. with Instagram. So a lot of the guys from the past season before I was like officially bachelorette would send video messages that disappear. And I'm like... That's a red flag. Like, what are you trying like to hide? Like, vanish mode? Not, they're not that far, but there's a video that you can send that you only can play, like, twice on Instagram, and then it's gone. You can't replay it. You can't show anybody. Because they know. So it's like, what What are you ashamed of? Why? Two things. Not only what are you ashamed of, and number, number one, what are you ashamed of? Number two, you think I'm a snitchy person. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't trust me, or you don't trust yourself. There's just something. Yeah. You, why are you flirting with me if you think that I'm going to share this down the line? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my whole thing with getting married and stuff is I'm only going to marry someone that I'd be fine getting a divorce to. Because I know they'd just be cool. That's an interesting way of thinking it's, about love. It's less. sick. It's very <laughs> sick. But I want to go, like, I just know that we'd both leave with what we came with. Like, yeah. I know you'd be chill. I know yeah. you wouldn't be vindictive. Not that we can ever predict what we're going to be like in that right. state. But... I just like to go like, oh, I can imagine in a conflict, you're going to just want to cut your losses and your time's going to be more valuable than like hurting the other person. That's a good, that's good. I'll agree with that. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're like, I'm not getting divorced, bitch. Uh, as you've noticed, uh, this is Don't my, put that juju on my me. dazzling personality <laughs> speaks for itself. Um, what else do I have? Uh, doesn't stretch before working out. You have weird red flags. I'm just going to say that. Wait, I, we brushed over the washing hands thing still. Oh, yes. I don't. I, guys, have you? I mean, I don't know what's going on up in Canada. Blake seems like he's very hygienic. <laughs> I don't know why he's squatting down there. But there, I, if I, if a guy puts their finger inside me, all I can think about are hangnails and just like under the, 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 Nail like gunk. Look, I will say the right guy will be accepting of your weird quirks and go wash his hands for the 30 seconds. <laughs> what do you mean? Or- That's kinky. Go wash your hands, bitch. I'm a dominatrix. No, oh. I just am like, I'm not getting a UTI this week. I'm too yeah. busy. I can't. So I'm too if, busy. Yeah. If I'm, no yeah, one has time for that. I just, I can't. I'm just playing this through. I'd rather ask you to wash your hands now than me screaming at you from Toledo on Wednesday because I can't get UTI medication to the local Walgreens. Okay, what about Be- hand sanitizer by the bed? Hand sani is basically, it's sticky though. Okay. And I don't want you to think I my I have a wet ass pussy, not a sticky <laughs> ass pussy. I don't want you to get confused. But that's alcohol. I don't know. That might burn. No? I, mean, I was just curious. I'm just trying to learn. Like, I'm just picturing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Interesting. I just, it's like a, you know, I don't think I do it with, no, I do. I'm like, can you just wash your hands? You don't need, so you don't even tell them ahead of time like you tell them in the moment, like, by the way, if I if it's like we're making out and then we like walk into the bedroom, you know, it's like, oh, do you want to wash your hands? How, what, I think, I, how, what do they say? Like, I'm just so intrigued by this right now. They know better than to talk back. Oh, I love that. They never speak English. So I don't know. Oh. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, no, they're like, what? I think there's a lot of like, seriously, yeah. like there's that. But it's like, yeah. But then I think they know something's going to happen. So they get excited. Mm. Do you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, that's, it's like she wouldn't tell me to do this if she wasn't going to let me. That's fair. That's my way. Of, of consent. Yeah. Okay. Go wash your hands. Okay. Big boy. I think they could be into it. Yeah. And then I'm, I make them go stand behind a thing and say, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. So then I, <laughs> I take their height measurement. I just, I, no amount of sex, no kind of sex at this point is worth a UTI. Yeah. Well, that's why you just pee afterwards. I know. But then all I'm doing is thinking about getting up and peeing afterwards. Well, yeah. I mean, Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it kind of, ca- I am the person, I am, I am a plume of smoke right after sex. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So are you saying you make them wash their hands before mm-hmm. sex, but you do not like peeing after sex? Guess what? Here's the other thing. <laughs> their hand has touched their dick at some point. Okay. So even if you wash your hands, you've got something on your dick that is now inside my uterus <laughs> and I don't have time for the aftermath and it's going to make me hate you. So for both of us, I need to go wash your hands. And then after we have sex, I'm going to get up and pee. And we will. I'll see you when I see you. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try this. I just want to see how Blake <laughs> reacts. And I'm like, go wash your hands. But but I do think they say that if someone is a good match for you, you don't get a UTI or yeast infection. Mm. Like, like something with your pH balance. Okay. I should look that up. Because I think I have some PTSD from having UTIs from a relationship with someone that was just like a bad Toxic. relationship. Toxic. Literally. For your vagina. And figuratively, yep. and my immune system was suppressed because I was always like jealous or angry or going through his phone or something, yeah. or or he just was sleeping around and I was right and gave mm. me an STD. <laughs> oh, the worst. <laughs> but that is a. I'm just at a point now where, and I want to talk about this because such a big um, narrative around your show was being sex positive. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not sure what that that just means openly. Okay. psyched about sex, right? I just want to say, <laughs> I never called myself okay, that. I know. I, it does sound like you're admitting you have AIDS. No. But, 
<laughs> no, it's the funniest thing because like I just felt like I was a very like I don't normal person yeah. based on my community, maybe yeah. not like the Bible Belt, but you know, for me it was just like there wasn't anything like extravagant about my way of thinking. It was just very normal yeah. woman of today. Um, but because it is like a family show, there has to be like a way to like describe like mm. why does she have a vibrator coming on like Matt season, you know? Mm-hmm. And um I, one day it was just like oh, it's called she- being a star, bitch. <laughs> It's called knowing know. how to win. One day it was like she's sex positive, and the next thing you know, it's like a drinking game every episode because like the word is just thrown around like crazy. So um, I've never called myself that, but mm-hmm. that is me now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that okay. is my identity. Fine, great, build the brand, whatever you know, it takes. I will say on Matt season, like for the first couple episodes, I was just known as Dildo Girl. So <laughs> it's a step up. Like I will take it. My last name is coming, so we're even. <laughs> oh, yes, I get it. Yeah, yes. you know, Dildo Girl. Yes, no one knew my name. They just known as Dildo Girl. And then what was the logic of? I know why it was a brilliant move, but what were you scared to do that? Did you know which dildo or which one? How did you know which one to pick? <laughs> no. So the reason I actually went that route is because going on to Matt season, I had a pretty big TikTok following. And the last thing you want is to come off like you're there for the wrong reason. So yeah, I yeah. wanted to address it right away. Like, yeah. look, this following happened. It's very random. It's not like my identity, but it's because I talk about sex. I'm a natural star. It's I'm engaging. <laughs> I have a star quality. It's not my fault. So, I mean, it was just like the quickest way to be like, Here's my personality. Here's my sense of humor. Here's the backstory behind this, which we did talk about. Um, we couldn't say TikTok, I think, on ABC for some reason. But, you know, Matt knew night one. I had this TikTok following. Therefore, going forward, he could never find this out later and be like, wait, you're here again. TikTok yeah, right, followers. Right, right, right. You're or, famous, you know, right? yeah. whatever. And so it was just like a way to address it because a lot of my content was very like, quote, <laughs> sex positive yeah. you know, on, on the sexual topics. Sure. Um, so that's kind of how that To started. me, that's just like a conversation with people but see, yes this I is see. why you're my kind of this people is right, right 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 to and me, some people are not it's like yeah I mean it's like when I started doing stand-up but I'm talking about you know sex and dates and stuff and I was like she's like a dirty comedian it's like what like I was like news to me that yeah. I was a raunchy comedian you know uh, yeah where it's like oh she talks about sex all the time it's like well it's all you ever think about so what you know what I'm saying do you want to come listen to me talk about politics for two hours like yeah. let's be honest you know so um there's that is fascinating to me because I'm like any woman on this show is is sexual. I don't know. That just that's oh. it's like that to me is like when someone um it's like you're such a strong woman. It's like those words are synonymous. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. like do you know what I'm saying you're impl- I don't know. Like it just drives me nuts. Those yeah. those sort of like odd words that we have to qualify with. Um, I want to talk about sex toys for a second because. I just discovered them very recently. How what? did you, how did this, is this an age difference thing? How did this, how did this come oh about in your life? Okay, well, here's the funny thing. So I owned maybe two vibrators before going on the show. And somehow I became like, again, this crazy, like sex yeah. positive vibrator Insatiable. girl. Psych- yeah. Yeah. Which I will say after the show, like everyone wanted to send me like toys. And Great. I had a, Get that a, partnership. a box of, fun- I should have brought some for you. Do it. Yes, so, you should have. Thank I, you. I know yeah. we never would have gotten through this interview. I'd be like, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but there was a certain point where like I, just wanted to try them out because sex wasn't fun for me with the guys I was with mm-hmm. and literally went on Amazon, not even like a sex website, Amazon. <laughs> and it's, it's like to this day, my favorite toy. It's, it's a little, um, it's a little cock ring. I don't even use it with a man. It's just, I use it for myself. It, I don't know what to type. Probably. Adding to cart. Add to <laughs> it's cart. It's just like this small little thing and you can put it like wherever you want in, out, whatever. Um, and yeah. But it's for a man? Um, well, it's for like your part. Like you, you're supposed to put it on a dick. Yeah. And then like fuck the dick while it's vibrating, I guess. But like it's just, it's too much. Like I'd rather just like control it myself. <laughs> I don't have to bring a man into it. Like, <laughs> just let I- me handle this. <laughs> the guy's going to ruin yeah. it. Yeah. Look, let me ask you a question. 
So when you were saying sex wasn't fun for you, yeah. you were so brave in the season and talking about uh, a non-consensual sexual situation yeah. that you had and how that put a damper on things moving forward. Did you feel like it was more that trauma in your body that we hold or for me having assault in my past, I just found myself disassociating. I didn't even know if I enjoyed it or not. It was just about yeah. sort of like arching my back and doing the things I'd seen in movies and going like, I guess that's sex. That, yeah. It felt, feels good, not that good, but whatever. That was it and that's fine. And yeah. whatever he holds my purse at Nordstrom and I'll do this weird thing, right? He can fuck my boobs. Got it. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I think for the longest time I was so in the motions of trying to have sex the way I was supposed to and yeah. um, and whatever look pretty and thin and be moaning the right way and doing in a, I feel like I was just doing an impression of a person having sex I wasn't really right um do you feel like it was a result of that trauma or do you feel like it was more you just hadn't found the person that you could communicate with about your needs I think it was a lot of that trauma because then like psychologically you're like what am I supposed to do or am I supposed to feel happy having sex with him am I just supposed to give it to him when he wants it because you don't know like this happened when I was 20 so very I was very young and inexperienced and so I would at times try and you know please the man because I didn't want the man to leave again mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so then but then you like force it and then like physically your body's like not ready mm -mm, it, it mm -mm. hurts you're not wet you're yep, yep, yep. you're uncomfortable you're nerve mm -hmm. whatever and so when you do that you build this negative association where then like you just stop wanting to have sex and I felt like I was in a cycle of that for many relationships and of course then it hurts the man because he's like well why doesn't she and find he me thinks you're punishing and it's yeah. just like this and then they start pressuring and that makes it worse yeah. and then it's like yeah and so it's just this really unhealthy cycle and then finally you know you, you start to go like okay well I'm still single I don't have a healthy relationship like what do I need to do and it was just kind of embracing like just fuck it like let's just talk about it and it was like once I started openly just being comfortable talking about whether it was my past my needs my comfort level or maybe things I've never tried just having open dialogue really shifted my whole sexual life and experience and it's a dialogue before sex, after it's usually dinner. It's before sex. I mean, it's it's usually like a like a home setting. You know, like not dinner. Necessarily. Couple drinks. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is you know, like it, you bring it up when you know this this person is going to be someone you're going to be intimate with because so that for me takes a couple dates first. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this guy yet, mm -hmm. uh, and you know it's going to be a heavy topic. You know, so you want it to be someone like you're vulnerable with and you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just talking about it and seeing how they they take it and just. That's it. What you just said, how they take it. Yeah. Guys, you want to know how we take it? <laughs> when you, and it really is the way, it's like when you share that with Blake, his reaction to it. It's like, it's, it's, there's no good reaction. There's nothing you can say to fix it. There's right. nothing, you know, it's like I found myself, you know, uh, in the past breaking up with someone and the way they handled it was so gracious and classy and written and, um, not driven by ego that I'm like, okay, now I'm in love with you again. Can we get back together? It's just the way you handle it. Do you right. know what I mean? It's like, you're not expected to have some answers or yeah. whatever. It's just like, if you're just listening and receiving it, that's just so hot. Yeah. That's like the foreplay in a way. Oh, I mean, the way he handled it, he just accepted it. The way he like took it in, said like, I hear what you're saying. This is what I understood. And here's my response. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, like this, this is how you respond to that when a woman tells you about her experience. Because it's also, there's nothing to say. Yeah. Except um, I'm, I'll kill that person if I ever see them. <laughs> right. And I'm sorry, and that will never happen when you're with me. That's yeah. really all you can say. Like, mm -hmm. we don't need you to, like, say that your aunt's sister one time had Ugh, her ass smacked yeah. at the Chipotle. Like, yeah. we don't need you to compare. We right. don't need you to, like, 
treat us with kid gloves forever. We don't yeah. need you to like find them on Instagram and like, you know, leave squirt, squirt gun emojis as a couple, whatever. <laughs> like you don't need, you know, like yeah. all you have to do is just like know that it's there. But I also, you know, it's so wild to me because, you know, I think guys get so psyched to be good at, that are good at sex. Mm -hmm. If you're good at sex, great. I used to be like, this is a red flag. He's fucked so many girls. (laughs) I'm now so into it. I want you to watch porn every day. I want you to know all the tricks. I'm totally fine with it. I'm older at this point. I know. It's like if you've had sex with 20 girls, you might have had sex with them. I don't care. I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. The way I used to. Totally. If a guy was good at sex, I'd be like, why is he so good at sex? Why is he? But I think a lot of guys don't understand that all women's bodies are different and Mm -hmm. what makes us feel good is different. And I find the first time I have sex with a guy, I'm like, I know everything I need to know about your ex. I know more <laughs> about your ex than she knows. Like, I know exactly how to make your ex come. So if I become a lesbian and want to hook up with your ex, I know exactly what to do. But that does not work on me at all. Like, they yeah. just go in like, it's like a whack-a-mole oh, yeah. game. And it's like, they're like grabbing one nipple and like one finger in the butt. And like, and you're just like, okay, okay, easy guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, they have it so down pat. And yeah. it's like, so hard to explain like, Every time with a new person, we're starting from scratch, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And you have to talk about it, though. That's And I think women are so trained to, like, not want to hurt their feelings, and they fake their orgasm, which is Ugh. only hurting them in the long run. If you fake your orgasm, he's going to keep doing that shitty move he's doing. I believe that we have to get some kind of system in place with the faking of the orgasms, where if you, if I'm with a guy who, like, after 30 seconds, like, how come you didn't come? I should be able to call your ex and be like, hey, girl, I'm not mad, but, like, what are you doing? Go get the vibrating cock ring and go have an orgasm because you've clearly never had one if you've been with this guy and you've been faking it this whole time, and there's a better way to live. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, God, I did it for so long, though. I'm sorry for your well, loss. For so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I it took me a very long time to understand that this is gonna this is like when June was on and I didn't understand the diff- where P went if you had a tampon in but <laughs> it's <laughs> I, keep going just keep going I'm just saying I think for the long there's two kinds of orgasms the inside kind and then the outside kind yes the clitoris orgasm and then the G-spot orgasm yes. the G-spot orgasm is next to impossible yes for me maybe this was just back when I was in my head or I wasn't with the right people or I you know I was about to say something that would get me in trouble. I'm not going to say it because uh, I don't want Emily to have to cut it out later. But um, I just, I, I just, it just was like took forever, and I yeah. would get bored. I'm like, I literally, physically, I'm not in shape enough. Like I'm so close to, but I can't, or I'd get distracted, or you're like, you know, don't move. Like you just start <laughs> screaming at the person to put a hand on their face, and you know, just like start singing the latest Morrison. Like whatever needs to happen. And then once I was like, oh, you can do it with your hands while you're having sex. And that's a whole, I like, I didn't even, now I have to go wash my hands. Um, but I, like, no one explained that to me. Yeah. No one, there weren't podcasts. There weren't women just talking about sex well, available. Well, sex is such a taboo topic. Still. Even still, yeah, it was insane. Because then I would watch porn and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. supposed to have an orgasm in 20 seconds? Like, yeah. okay, I guess I'm broken. I thought the same thing. I thought I'm broken or it's my birth control. And I was looking as deep as like people get Botox in the vagina, which I was like, maybe I need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll filler in the G-spot to make yeah. it bigger. Yeah, because people, no one talks about it. So then women are just trained to be like, oh, yes. I'm broken. But really, so many women go through the same thing. So then therefore, it's actually very normal and okay to feel like you aren't getting satisfied. Because sure. that's just, 
unfortunately how it can be for, I don't know, 80%. I'm throwing out a random number. I have no idea. But <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I also think it's, you know, it's interesting because once I figured that out, I then was like, wait a second. I now know this is true and I still can't do it with my hands or whatever while we're having sex. But it also is, if I'm feeling rushed, if I'm feeling unattractive to this person, if I'm feeling like, you know, um, insecure or... Like, if I don't do this faster, I'm not sexy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like, a huge mental he's thing. He's bored. Yeah. You know, like, as soon as I get into my head about his yeah. pleasure, which I'm very much conditioned to think about, um, or this is taking too long, it's it's over. Yeah. So it has to be with someone that you're like, I'm not worried about. Like, I know you're here. Yeah. Because you want me to have an orgasm no matter how long it takes. And I don't, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Is that making any sense? No, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, it is a huge mental thing yeah, as well. Yeah, so mental. And that's, I think, another thing that a lot of people have to overcome. Like, uh, one of my girlfriends, I asked her, I'm like, why don't you like sex? She's like, it's messy. I'm like, okay, you have to just accept, like, messy, sex. Messy? Oh, we're a squirter. You got it. Like, Stop bragging. <laughs> I'm like, sex is messy. It's like, once you can just embrace that and understand, like, that is normal. It's okay. Messy, like, physically? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. I just, because she was already, like, very uncomfortable talking about it. And that's the thing. So many women are so uncomfortable sure, talking sure, about sure. it. It's like, once we just start talking about it, normalize it, embracing that it is messy. You know, even like on my story today, I was talking about like getting like come on your chest and like a, a good man gives you a towel, you know, <laughs> and, and it's one of them was like, oh, you're not classy. Like you shouldn't be talking about that. I'm like, but it's what? a very normal thing that women go through, whether it's on your chest or in you. Like a good man licks it off. <laughs> a good man wipes it off for you with a warm towel. OK, <laughs> toilet paper. And no. puts it on eBay <laughs> to get the down payment for the house. Exactly. That's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Smart. Yes. And that's so interesting. Yeah. So it's just like talking about it. The more we talk about it, the more we um, normalize that, you know, it is messy. It's 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 wet. It's sticky. It's whatever. Yeah. You know. Do what you got to do to feel comfortable with it. Wash your hands, whatever. Yes. But then once you feel comfortable with it, get over that mental part, then like the physical part just comes, I think, naturally. Totally. And also it's like the in good that it's messy and good that it's weird because yeah. it weeds out the people that you're not comfortable being, quote, embarrassed or human around, you right. know? So to me, it's like love is when you can laugh about a queef. It's mm -hmm. going to happen. It's going to, it's going to, if you're embarrassed, it's the wrong person. Yeah. If you can laugh about it, you, like I'm, I'm working on this new... Um, thing in, uh, in my new hour about how now when I go down for reverse cowgirl, my knees will like pop sometimes. You oh, know when like a joint yeah. pop, it is such oh, a bummer. Yeah. That is actually more embarrassing <laughs> than queefing at this point. What? Like when you bend down or something and a knee pops and you're like, oh, God damn it. Like you just have to be like, was that bubble wrap? I think that was must have been bubble Look, wrap. Like you're like, no. Are we under attack? Was that a bomb? <laughs> that was a gun. My knees have been popping since 25. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I will just like blast like some. Do you have like a sex play playlist? I've been trying to make one. Oh to my be God, honest. I have a really good one. <laughs> I have a really good one. I'll send it to you. Please do. It's a, it's a lot of Frank Ocean. It's a lot of okay. 1975. Yes. It's a little Modest Mouse. No, I dig that. It's a little Robin. It you, makes a difference. It makes such a difference. Because if you're... One time I was um, hooking up with this guy and I had it on random. And I used to just... When I would think of a joke, I would talk into my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> Like a voice yeah, memo. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, so you know when guys like hang up on you when you're talking and like, you know, when you get like a yeast infection and it's like whatever's playing, like the song is over, probably Robin. And then it's just like, you know, when guys are like, ass. <laughs> it's just me talking. And no. I was like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. So yeah, you got to have the playlist on point. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. Because no, it is like it is. It blocks out that mental 
thinking. hundred percent. And there's some music that's just sexy. The 1975 is an A plus on that. Mm. A big A plus on that. I have a little bit of like random, what else do I have? Hold on, what's it called? Well, I always, I, I call it like weird things too. Cause you can't just say like fuck list, you know? I actually think mine is called, oh no, mine's <laughs> called making love. <laughs> Oh, but, then, but then when I listen to it, I'm like, this is like sad music. I don't think this is right. Like, I'm still, still Ed Sheeran. I'm still working He's on like, it. He's like, why are we breaking up? Why is this all Beyonce to the left? Yeah. You're no, and the last time I put her on, like, Blake fell asleep. And I was like, well, <laughs> that didn't work. Okay. Poof. Voila. It's a commercial break. I'm so glad we are taking a pause in this interview because something very important just came to our attention. What? Well, we recently discovered why one of our favorite sponsors, Stitch Fix, was invented. Mm. It's all thanks to you! What? Look at these old pictures we found of some of your previous fashion choices. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to defend myself. I stand by these two separate headshots that were taken 10 years apart where I both am wearing panda yeah, shirts. This is both. like a before and after for someone who's never changed. <laughs> the fact that I decided that the grown-up version of the panda shirt was a new panda shirt with grown-up pandas on it. In the younger one, I'm wearing baby pandas, and then 10 years later, I'm wearing adult pandas. Like, that's, I've grown up. I'm an adult now. I'm sophisticated. All right. The next look. It's a pink V-neck cotton is... jersey dress mm -hmm. with a woven belt that mm -hmm. should have its own zip code. Yeah. Is that... I think that, I don't think that's, I think that's a wicker basket. No. This is a dress that I believe I purchased at... A Cracker shop. Barrel? I don't think I did the whole outfit at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Stitch Fix saw these clothes when he head on and they created the new Stitch Fix Freestyle, a shop built just for you that evolves alongside your taste. And thank God your taste has slightly evolved since these looks. Stitch Fix Freestyle is your trusted style destination where you can discover and instantly buy curated items based on your style, likes, and lifestyle so that you will not ever have to wear something like this. Ah! Okay, ah! this, this, I really thought this was a body positive moment. This is a onesie uh, that I... And that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> you said, let me prove I have legs. What <laughs> was I thinking? Because I, uh, this is really embarrassing. And you know what, Stitch Fix, where were you when I needed you most? Are they two onesies layered on top of each other? No, it's one onesie. Is that's what a, a onesie is. is Otherwise, it'd be a twosie. Is there an undershirt under it? Or no, is, no, that's attached. I want to know how you got your bracelets to be that far apart on your wrist. How do you get them to separate so far? <laughs> when you shoplift bracelets, sometimes you get different sizes. You're at a Teen Vogue event. Did they ask you to leave? I really stood by this at the time. So Stitch Fix comes in mm -hmm. and breaks the spell of your delusions, mm -hmm. of what you think is working, what you think looks good on you, what you think is translating on Zoom. I mean, we owe you a big thank you because without you, we wouldn't have Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix. <laughs> stitch Fix, Stitch Fix. Sometimes I get bummed that Stitch Fix isn't the name of a plastic surgery center. <laughs> but I am so glad that Stitch Fix instead is a company that sends you the clothes you should be wearing for the life you want so you stop sabotaging yourself. Whether you're looking for a brand you love or you want to try a new one, at Stitch Fix Freestyle, you can shop hundreds of brands personalized to your size and fit. They're not even going to show you the things you shouldn't be wearing. They're not even going to let you be tempted. They're not going to leave you to your own devices. Get started today by filling out your style quiz at stitchfix.com slash Whitney. That's stitchfix.com slash Whitney to try Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitchfix.com slash Whitney, here I am. <laughs> here I am. With my best friends, getting ready to talk about best fiends. Where are your best friends? Here they are. <laughs> In my cell phone. <laughs> Only she can see them. Um, 
you weren't with us uh, on tour this weekend in Florida, Emily, but something terrible happened to me at the airport on mm -hmm. Sunday. Oh my God, what? Something really, really bad. I don't even know if I can talk about it. What happened? I mean, uh, her phone died. <gasps> I died. My soul died. And you didn't have didn't have a charger. charger. No, we couldn't even play Best Fiends when we were waiting at the gate. <gasps> mm -mm, which what means did you we had do? to talk to people. Oh, it's a nightmare. God. We had to play other goofy games like I Spy. <gasps> we played I Spy with my little eye. And we had thumb wars. Oh. I don't want to start war. Oh. I barely have thumbs. Yeah. That's my not, thumb just got stitched together. That's not a fair fight. It was a nightmare. We were so bored. Please tell me you did not play tic-tac-toe. We did. Oh, I'm so glad I and wasn't I, there. And we had to play it on a napkin. <laughs> and with our actual toes. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I needed my best fiend so much. I was hanging out with one of my best friends. Boring. <laughs> I just wanted my best fiends. With Best Fiends, you can play through an actual storyline. You complete with good guys. There's not so good guys. Well, I mean, the good guys are the fiends. Right. And the bad, they're not bad. They're, right. they're slugs. How bad can a slug be? You right, know, they're right. just like sliming around. They're like, I'm slimy. You knew I was slimy. Right. But they're trying to take over, and that's mean. Well, it's not good. Regardless, it's an action-packed adventure in a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled up into one. You know what doesn't boost your brain? Talking to each Fenton. other. One, two, three, four. I, I declare, declare a thumb, thumb war. war. You cheated this. I just got dumber. Okay? This doesn't make you dumber. It's action packed. And it has all new content added all the time. So you're never bored. It's never the same thing again. Like, remember when um, uh, Jennifer Connelly was in the labyrinth and she kept going around and around? It was the same thing every time. It's not like that. It's the opposite. It's not a, a mind numbing labyrinth, it's a mind building, expanding extravaganza. There's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need a little mental pick me up. Download Best Fiends <laughs> free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Do you feel like your um, uh, sounds weird, relationships as sex toys has helped you understand your body more so that you actually know what to ask for. That's the other thing. You know, I don't think so because I don't think a dick can replicate like what a vibrator can. <laughs> Unfortunately, sorry guys, but it does it does mean like I'm not reliant on a man, you. you know? Yeah. So like I don't have to to lie to like to like get off or like whatever. Like I can take care of myself if I need to. Yep. Therefore, if I want to have sex with you, it's cuz I want to have sex with you. You know, right, like right, right. I have the vibrator if I need it, I have myself. But if, you know, if I want to have sex with you, then I will. So it's, it's, you're never dating anyone out of need. Yeah. Only out of want, which is such a healthy place to yeah. be. Yeah. Like if I, if I had to be single the rest of my life, I would be okay with that. My vibrator can take care of me. <laughs> but yeah. But I, but I also very much enjoy having sex with Blake. So therefore it's like you said, it's, it's a, it's a want. I want to, to be with him and I don't need it. Tell me if I'm overstepping. No, Did you, there's no such thing. Wait, yeah, okay, thank you, but just tell me. I, I'll find the, uh, trust yeah. me, I'll figure, I'll <laughs> manage to cross a line. So w did you guys sleep together before you got engaged? Yes. Yes. Oh, the fantasy suite. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay, got it, got it, got it. And then there were no, were you, was that what? Just, weird? Just, what? 
having sex? Yes. Before an engagement? Yeah, I just mean like What? Did you feel like like I don't I'm just what was that like? Okay, okay. Well, it was I will say it was weird the first time because first of all, that you have like, Do you have I'm literally like does she have her stuff with her? Does she have the underwear she needs? Yes. Does she have the lube she needs? No. She's in Santa Fe. They, does she have her shit with her? I come prepared with everything okay, I want. <laughs> all the way down to like mouthwash and, and baby wipes. That's cuz I before I have sex, I have a whole system. Yeah, yeah. That no. Goes. I change into like fresh underwear yeah, and bra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like Listerine strips, everything. I have gum. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I will say initially it, it is weird because it's the first time like all the cameras leave. All the mic is removed. There are there's nothing happening. Because there's also a chance that you're like, I might not want to you know what I mean? Oh well normally and I'm, I feel very grateful at this point, but normally there would be three overnights. And because of how my season went, it was just Blake. I can't imagine Interesting. Going into it, I was like, Hell yeah, like <laughs> three men, let's go. But like now, like knowing how like mine and Blake's went and then knowing like you'd have like I don't think like a day between and then someone else, I'm like would I have wanted to do it? Would I have enjoyed it? Would it have right. been weird? Like I don't, I don't know. But and you always could have said, "I don't want to actually." Have, oh, you, could, you can you know absolutely what I mean? communicate that, or like I was fully pre- prepared to be like, oh, "I'm on my period," you know, like depending. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. That's why for me, I was waiting till the fantasy suits with supposedly three men to just see like how it went, you know. But um, we did have. A, I've had sex with two different guys in the same day. How was that? I don't know. Kind of dark. Oh, I mean, no judgment, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It We're was, sex positive. It was very here. rushed. Yeah, it was very, ru- very rushed and and dark. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember it fondly. <laughs> but I just thought I would, I would just try to make sure that no one had judgment about you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like I said, like I was fully prepared to potentially sleep with three men that in the same week. Guys do it, oh, right? But um, no, it was just Blake and. There was like, I don't know, a few hours before he just went into it. Did you have like a little, like a lingerie set? Yeah. He, his favorite color is white. So I wore like this cute Guys white. Guys love white lingerie is it. Which I don't, I hate because white gets so like dirty so fast. That's, could be part of it. You but know? they're, cum is white. So I they're mean, like, it matches. I but don't know. I feel like, don't you think that guys cannot tell the difference between nice lingerie to not come on or rip apart and the stuff you're allowed to do whatever you want with? They have no gauge. See, I just don't think I pay for expensive lingerie, so I just don't care. <laughs> there's, I, there's stuff Walmart. on Amazon. Well, there's stuff on Amazon that you can get that's just wrapped in like duct tape. It's like four dollars. It's like yeah. a, like na- you can just rip it apart. And, yeah. But there's, I got a couple of those agent provocateur sets, and I'm like, oh no, you can't touch me. Get away from me. Like, do this not is touch just me. For looks. Yeah, this is just for looks. I'm the art. We can do. <laughs> we can take a couple photos, and yeah. I will take this off. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't come near this. I'll take this but off while you're washing your hands. Guys can never tell the difference. Right. And then also, I've also come out in like nice lingerie and it just comes right off it's like what are you doing why are you taking off it's like okay it did it really did so I wore that and then um, I don't know if you remember but we had these matching like Canadian jerseys yes. so I did the whole cute like oh I'm just gonna wear this Canadian jersey like with this cute underwear I mean, and whatever hook line and sinker right I tried okay so now it felt effortless it yeah felt- it, was, it was great it was it was, it was was fun like we uh, you know were intimate and then we still talked more because you want to take full advantage of like, like every minute you can yeah. and so we went to bed pretty late in terms of like or early depending on how you look at it it was like 4 or 5 a.m and then i swear to god it was like six or seven the next day so two hours later <laughs> that um the crew comes and like knocks on the door like hey we're coming in soon like you have like 30 minutes and you're just like that's crazy i have come on me <laughs> and this is weird but okay <laughs> and so like they could like you have like a very quick moment to like freshen up but also like you you are like just waking up the next day so yeah. you're just kind of like in your robe next thing you know like everyone's in there with the, the cameras and like you're 
you're just trying to be like in your cute little moment of like the next morning we had breakfast come in but like what you don't see is just like you're like can I get a morning after pill please oh, like, right <laughs> like everyone's just in there and you're just like I feel like this is about to be like the start of like a like a porno like it just it's so unnatural wow. which is unfortunate because I do think it takes away from like the special moment of like oh we just had our first night of like I love yous and sex and blah, blah, blah. and the next thing you know it's like oh what's up producer but but is there anything to be said for that being something that bonded you two in a way of like we have just had this not only super intimate experience obviously sexually but also like now emotionally we're doing this thing you know I think it's important to realize that that when when things like that happen it can bond you it's it's a way to yeah. go like oh my god you're my person yeah. because we're in this really weird situation and I feel like you have my back I still feel connected to you because yeah. the worst is when you know you hook up with someone then everyone has a version of it you go for coffee and then all of a sudden he like won't hold your hand or like sees his friend and is like hey what's up and doesn't introduce you like Ugh, there's some yeah. awkward thing that right. could happen the next morning yeah. in any iteration and the fact that you guys got through that that's like next level intimacy. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the one thing that kind of put Blake ahead very early on is because, I don't know if you know, but he had done this before. He'd been yes, on yes, another yes, 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 and DM'd you, yes. Yeah, yes. So he'd been on the season before, which in some ways gave him this level of like casual comfort of like, yeah, I get what this is about, you know, which helped me because I'm uncomfortable. It's my first time being like a lead, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for him to be like, no, I get it. Like, this is just like normal and this is how the show works. It was just like, okay, like I feel comfortable with you. Whereas like the other guys, it was their very first time. I'm yeah. kind of being like motherly of like, are you okay? Like, this is normal. Like, trying to like help them. Ugh, yeah, oh, gross. Whereas, like, he like helped me. Maternal. So. Now you're their mother. It's incest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is like a turn off? Like, what historically in relationships? Because I know that sometimes human nature can be a bitch. Yeah. And, you know, I used to do a joke about this. I'm not proud of this, but one time I was madly in love with this guy. We were in New York and we were going across like these cobblestone streets and he tripped and fell and I just could never fuck him again. Now, what? I. <laughs> Now, wow. there's an argument to be made. Are you single? I'm dating my veterinarian. Mm. Oh. I know. If I'm not the bachelorette no. next season, I don't know. No, that's you probably could, a good guy, you though. You guys hate ratings. That's a good guy. He's a, a great guy. Animals? But not someone that I ever would think to date. I'm like, oh, you're too healthy for me. And then I was like, oh, no, I should try this. Because to me, I think for the longest time, I conflated passion yeah butterflies with right. that pit in your stomach that is actually your intuition saying mm -hmm. this is not the right person yeah so when someone makes me feel comfortable or safe yeah my brain used to think that meant they were boring yeah right it's because I believe I was just conditioned to go like <gasps> I'm supposed to feel butterflies but as an adult I'm like no that's just nervousness and anxiousness and this yeah. person is making me feel insecure and unsafe but I think it's just like passion yeah and like we're just like fiery like we you know and um that's actually unhealthy it's our body trying to warn us yeah. you know that's why I'm so impressed by you being able to go like I would have gone hook line and sinker for Greg I'd be like <laughs> hole in your heart because it's like and I look back now and I'm like you filled a hole in my heart and then you go like you shouldn't have a hole in your heart. Mm -hmm. You should be complete. Yeah. The idea is not you need me. The idea is you want me. You right. have everything you need without me. And yeah. we are interdependent, not codependent. So right. to me, I just, all these codependent alarm bells, you know, when someone's like, I need you. I can't live without you. That's that's not healthy. It's, it's I think we've been programmed to believe whether it's nature or nurture or movies or romantic right. comedies or whatever that that's like hot and romantic it's not you don't want someone to need you yeah. you're not their babysitter you're not their mother you're not breastfeeding them that's gross you yeah. want them to do their thing yes and then choose to be with you you mm -hmm. want someone who's self-contained but it's very sexy and alluring in, in, in the beginning yeah. to be into that so, so my guy now I was like oh he's just so nice and 
I love this he's not for hurting you. my he's not hurting my feelings. He's not yeah. making me feel insecure when I'm not around him. I'm not like wondering. I'm yeah. not ever questioning anything. He never let me wonder anything. Yeah. So when we were like texting, if he's like, want to hang out Friday, every day he'd be like, Friday's still good? Friday? Instead of like, are we going to? You weren't confused. Never confused. <gasps> but my brain is like, mm, yeah. where's the adrenaline? You know? Go so, skydiving. There's your adrenaline. I know. Okay. There's other ways to get adrenaline, yeah. you know? But I think that, that conflating passion with just that pit in your stomach, right. which is saying like this person's bad for you yeah. or is recreating your childhood circumstances in some way or is whatever. Totally. There's a difference between people you should sleep with and people you should partner with. Yeah. And in your 20s, the pit in your stomach, follow it, chase it. Great. Learn all your lessons. But later in life, once you're ready to get married, that's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. I think. So there's like a calmness to what you have. I mean, I saw you guys on the Jimmy Kimmel shows yeah. when I met you. You're not only in front of a live studio audience, which you've never done before. Yeah. You know, it's nerve wracking anyway. But you two just had this effortless like it was weird because I was like, oh, you know, my cynical brain is like, oh, I'm going to go watch them go pretend to be in love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, let's just see what it, I'm going to have like a behind the scenes story. And you guys were just like checking in with each other. Your body language was so comfortable. You were playing like the newlywed game. Yeah. It was a situation that should have been awkward and it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, we really are a great match. Like I do believe we will be a success story for the franchise. Do you think that um, uh, love could be a lack of awkwardness? Like a, like a fundamental inability to be awkward because you're so unconditionally accepting of the other person? Oh yeah. De definitely. You yeah. know? Because I, because to me, I'm always like, I don't necessarily know when I'm in love with someone. Like, you might not know what is working, but you know what you're not feeling. Like, I don't feel awkward around this person. I don't feel embarrassed. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to wear makeup all the time. Yes. That's usually when I'm like, when I wake up and don't put makeup on before the other person wakes up, I'm like, this could be love. Oh, so that's me with my eyebrows. So I would take a shower, put eyebrows on, and then be like, oh, I'm just fresh out of the shower. Blake has seen me full on, no brows, nothing. And I'm like okay, this is a first. Like, this is, like, he's accepting me and he's still, like, attracted to me and, like, I'm okay with this. See, that is it. That, like, it's little things. That's why I know yeah. that my red flags seem really esoteric and weird and random and specific. But sometimes it's not the, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have a car. When people do red flags, they sometimes go too big. He yeah. hates his mom, whatever, or, like, loves his mom too much. Sometimes it's, like, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. The little tiny things. Yeah. Like, I can not put my eyebrows on around him. Yes. You know what I mean? It's true. How do you feel about talking about exes? Like, obviously, you've seen, he, you know, he was on a show. I think that you two both being, I, it's a hot take. I feel like you couldn't have been with someone that already wasn't involved in the franchise in some way because they understand what you went through. They understand how weird it was. They understand yeah. how hard it was, you know? If it was someone that was a first-timer, I don't know. Blake just came in with this effortless, like, I know what this is. I get what this is. Yeah. I have your back. Like, I know when things have to be awkward or we have to sort of, like, let go of this natural moment because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I I, I don't know if it would have worked with someone. Like you said, like, it, it makes a huge difference when he's gone through it. He understands it. He has that confidence of, like, I get it. You dated other men. Like, we have to watch this back together. But what I'm, this has made me realize something about myself and, and pretty much my girlfriends and guy friends about how a lot of times the things I think are a red flag are actually what's great about the person or what's an asset to the person. So my brain, if I'm you, is he's been on this show before. Yeah. He's been on the show before. Oh, no. This can't be good. He's yeah. dated other women and there's it's on TV or, you know, whatever. And I'm going to be insecure about it. But then that's the exact thing that I actually think makes the relationship great, mm -hmm. you know? So I used to be like that with, because a lot of times we have these hard and fast rules 
uh, based on some old story or some bullshit that we saw with our parents or whatever. I had this thing for a long time. It's like, I can't date someone that has been married. I can't be with someone that's been married. Yeah. They've already walked down the aisle. They've already thought they figured it out. So how do they know I'm right? They were wrong right. before, you know, whatever. And now I go like, I would love to be with someone who's married. Yeah. They know how hard commitment is. Mm -hmm. They know they committed to someone else. They, yeah. they walked the walk. They went through with it. Like, and that's hot to me. Or I used to be like, I'll oh, yeah. never date someone that has a kid because yeah. then he shared the special bomb with this other woman and I'll always come in second or stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's awesome. He's a dad. Like, oh, I yeah. want someone that knows responsibility. So I think a lot of times the very things we, we throw out as bottom lines mm -hmm. are actually completely wrong. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I could agree. When I was younger, I probably felt the same way. But then you look at Michael A., who was on my season. He was the widow with a son. And he had so many great characteristics and life experiences that made him such a good partner. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas, like, the younger version would be like, oh, no, like, I want to be his one and only. I want to be exactly, exactly. That's just insecurity. Yeah. That's just ego and stuff, right. you know? So to me, I remember when Blake came on, I was like, mm, I don't know. He's been on the show before. And then mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh, my God, that's such a big part of maybe why you're able to feel like held by him because like he gets it. Yeah. You don't have to be like, sorry, I'm, I have to do this. He's like, I get it. Yeah. Oh, he was so, he was so natural. Like, and I got to meet him, I think, I don't know, very early, like week mm -hmm. three, week four, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I needed this. I needed this energy that's like calming and just like very understanding. Whereas, sure. Like I said, all these guys are just kind of like, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, they're yeah. very, like, they're trying to get their feet wet, you sure, know, sure. for the first time. And also, this, why, why is everyone so triggered by the fact that he, not everyone, but no. that he, like, slid into your DMs? Like, it's hot. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. People have, like, this Go for it. When guys book, go I guess. for it, it's hot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, the, everyone wants you to, like, follow, like, this certain path of, like, mm -hmm. how you're supposed to date when you're on the show. And it's so funny because, like, People gave him shit for being, like, on his second time, you know? But I'm like, what about all the men from Claire and Tasha's season who went to Paradise? It's their second time. Yeah. So why is it any different? You know, if anything, he just knew exactly who he wanted, whereas the people on Paradise were just kind of open. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing. Like, they, they tried, they failed. Like, he's still continuing to search for love. Yeah. You know? I'm also so into this because... Whenever there's any kind of like, why would people go on a TV show to find love? Why would anyone go to a bar to find love? Oh, you there's, there's no rules. There's no <laughs> cool way. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like people like, someone goes on a TV show to, to find love. It's like, you know, okay, so you just go to a bar and you meet someone that hasn't been vetted by a bunch of producers and you get in their car and go to their house. Are you insane? <laughs> like, yeah. to me, this is the only way to do it. Now that I'm like watching, I'm like, yes, I will only date someone that has been vetted and interviewed by producers for months and there's been background checks. <laughs> there's a whole thing they have to get through to yes. get in. And, and this better be on television. <laughs> if I'm going to go on this date, I better get something out of it. Well, and here's the thing. I always say, like, you, the, the people who are on the show are very like-minded. It takes yes. a certain personality trait, someone who's yes. not sure shy, That's someone right. who's okay with like new experiences. So already, regardless of these guys, I have something in common with 30 of these men. They're adventurous. They're yeah. willing to take risks. Yep. They're willing to be embarrassed. Like yeah. these are all positive things where exactly. I think that insecure people are people that want to project or just judge for the sake of judging because that self-righteous indignation feels good. You want to go like, oh, like these people just want to be famous or whatever. It's like, that's so much easier to say to yourself to be able to sleep at night instead of going, oh, this person is just really loves this. It, and I don't have this or I don't have any proof that this is real, so I just need to be negative about it. That, oh, yeah. That's my experience. Yeah. Is going like, oh, these people are just doing it for this and this and this. It's like because it was too hard for me to go, oh, no, sometimes guys just want to marry a woman. They haven't wanted that with me, and I need to say this just to feel better about my experience. Oh. It's how I enough Sure. 
Yeah, and I, I will say, I think a lot of the guys in general are typically nominated or recruited. So they're not even like pursuing this. Interesting. Um, a lot of producers will reach out and be like, hey, you look like you'd be a fun guy on TV. Like, what are your thoughts? And they're kind of like, oh, I never thought about it. But yeah. like, here's this opportunity to have this once in a lifetime like adventure regardless of like how it turns out. And they're like, yeah, let's go for it. And those are the kind of guys I want to meet. The guys who are like, let's roll with the punches. Yeah, exactly. Because that's very much what a relationship is. It's like, we don't know how this is going to end, but like as long as I get out what I put in, this can't go horribly. And I'm willing to take a big risk and like jump off this cliff. You know, it's kind of a big metaphor for a relationship. Absolutely. And then do you get to have say in the dates? Um, yes and no, like depending, like they're all kind of catered to mm-hmm. like my personality or whatever. But like, for example, the the mud wrestling date, um, <laughs> I did not want it to get violent because like the last thing you want is someone to get hurt and have to leave the bubble. So I was like, hey, can we like not make it as violent? And if you get hurt, I'll fall out of love with you because <sighs> let's be honest, you're a pussy. <laughs> if you can't mud wrestle, how are you going to fuck me? I mean, there's a whole thing behind it, you know, but <laughs> I was like, can we just like kind of tone it down somehow? And so they have the guys start on their knees, which I know sounds so stupid, but like it's, I guess, in some ways like less dangerous yeah, or less risky is. if they're starting on their knees and versus standing up you know so like I do believe the show is always listening on things that make me comfortable or uncomfortable and, and trying to like cater a little bit but yeah. also there's just so much planning that has to go in advance that there's only so much I can do or say to kind of like tweak it because the football thing oh my gosh we were so close to ending that game without any injuries I'm talking like minutes like two minutes we we're just gonna it was the game was over and then that's when michael gets hit from behind which is extremely scary if you remember like the way his like head threw back but it was so fascinating just as you know watching the show is so primal yeah i mean it's very much like the roman coliseum our nature to kind of watch people compete for something the uncertainty the you know it has every element that you want from any big you know, Marvel movie, you know, it's like people competing for the one. It's very primal and rewarding in that way with the way you get adrenaline, the dopamine, adrenaline, dopamine. And to watch them get so savage so fast Mm -hmm. was just kind of a a reminder of that we are just animals. I mean, yeah, you think back to like the Hunger Games, you know, That's like exactly <laughs> what it felt like. Yeah, it was like the concept sounded great. It's like the silly game with no rules, and it's like four sports mixed into one. Within like, two minutes, someone's hurt. Yeah, you throw in a bunch of dudes, and they're just like ready to show off, and this is their moment. And they really went all out. Yeah. And do you think it was the presence of? Uh, it, it, do you think that ha- I'm just asking, and yeah. I don't know the answer? And Pat, maybe you should answer. But it, do you think it was the presence of competing for your love? the cameras, or just guys' egos? Well, on the line at that time, um, half of them are going to go home if they that's lost. Right, that's right, that's so right, that's right. So instantly they're triggered and they're like, I'm here for you. What, what If they're here for me, TV time, whatever, they're, something is on the line. So they're going to go You all ended out. up having all of them come. Did you, yes. was that a decision you made in the moment? Yes. You don't have to tell me. No, no, I asked. I, okay. Because I, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's, there's so much that goes into it and COVID even, you know, like there's only so many people right. that can be like in a room and like, I was just like, look, like I, there's no way I can just have half of these guys go home. Because when I was on Matt's season, the first group day I was on, half of us had to go home and it was like, I cried. It was like devastating. I was probably tired too, but it was just like, I put I my heart my anxiety in this. medication yet. <laughs> yeah. I tried all out for this and you're sending me home. I'm covered in cake and paint. This is bullshit. You know? And so like part of me as the lead, I remember like my time when I was a contestant, I was like, I'm not going to do that to these guys, especially after like this injury happened and like everyone's just like such a close group of guys. So I was just like, can we have them all? Did you have any sort of instant chemistry connections that later fizzled out that you were like, oh, that was just physical. That was just 
fleeting or that I'm so curious yeah. when do you believe in love at first sight? Do you believe, you know, sometimes when you meet someone and you have instant chemistry, that yeah. can actually be a red flag. It's like, okay, this is, this is making me a different version of myself, or this is recreating some childhood circumstances, or you're just my mom, and my dad rolled into one. <laughs> and then some people you meet and you're like, mm, nothing really happened, but over time it started to build. I'm just so curious when you sort of hear about people who, um, you know, a comedian, Rosebud Baker, I was, I was just talking to about, she, you know, there was this comedian that she saw all the time. And then all of a sudden, four years later, it was like, wait a second, you were here the whole time. Yeah. Like, is that possible? And is the, you're the one and it just stays forever possible? See, for me, I'm a big believer in like, if, if, if it's love at first sight, I don't think you realize it till later, you know? Interesting. Like, like you could be like, okay, I met you, like you said, like four years ago and like that was love, but I didn't know it. I don't, I've never had a situation where I'm like, you're the one I just met you, like love at first sight, you know? Mm -hmm. I've definitely had situations where it's gotten stronger over time. You know, for example, Michael was probably someone who like initially, like he didn't even get on the first group date yeah. and he was just kind of like, whatever. Underdog. But then the second we had our one-on-one -on -one date, it was just like, boom, game changer. Instantly, there were strong feelings for him. Which is the lesson is like, if you meet someone in a party environment and you don't click, like give them a chance in yeah. a one-on-one -on -one. or sometimes I've gone on a date with a guy and I'm like, ugh, I don't know about this. And then I see them around people and I'm like, they're hot. Like I love the way he's like making yeah. everybody laugh or engaging everybody or I love the way he treats service people or, you know, you see a different side of them. You know, for me, I think the, I I had this, um, I guess it's a brattiness or just a, you know, magical thinking of like, mm, I don't feel it. Bye. Yeah. Like, I just wouldn't really give people a chance as if right. I'm such a walk in the park, as if I'm not <laughs> an acquired taste. Like, you know, so I think, you know, for me, um, I just think that that's a really important, like watching you and watching you like give so many people chances yeah. to show who they are over time. I think a lot of us don't do that. We're like, ah, I don't know. Nyeh. Oh, totally. I mean, we try to make snap. Would you anyone, I wouldn't want anyone to make a snap judgment about me. I want to be like, it takes a couple dates to get me. Truthfully, like I'm, I'm I think normally I would have probably said no to a lot of these people, but because the whole point of the show is to take the time to get to know them, I was yes. like, I'm going to get to know them. And then people ended up surprising you. You know, for example, um, Mike P, who was the, you know, labeled the virgin. Everyone was like, oh, like Katie and the virgin would never work. But like, he's actually a really good guy. And even though like we didn't make it to the end, like I could have seen a world where we would have like probably gone on a couple of dates and like, and continued at least our friendship. Like, yeah. You know, which in the normal world, I would have been like, oh, virgin, like, swipe no you know but like once yeah. you get to know somebody and take the time even if they, they normally wouldn't like check off your boxes mm -hmm. they might surprise you yeah because it's also like virgin to me it's like i i'm like kind of like mm, i like this idea i feel like it'd be quick i'm a busy person um but to me it's like i might not agree with what you believe but at least you believe in something yeah and that's dope to me as i get older it's like if someone's very religious or if someone's like really into their crossfit or whatever they're not the crossfit i don't <laughs> Because when someone has a sick body right now, all I picture is in 20 years when your body's going to be falling apart and you're going to throw your back out sneezing and I'm going to have to bring you applesauce. So just no, like for me, <laughs> I make fun of CrossFit guys a lot who are in crazy good shape. But all I see are future injuries that I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I say you better stretch. That's my thing about stretching. With okay. Guys before it's you all coming together. If you don't stretch before you work out, your body is now my problem. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't really want to be icing your <laughs> knees in 20 years. And that's just not. So take care of yourself so I don't have to work hard later. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I feel like it's so weird. The, the, this show is like really helped me mature in a lot of ways because um, 
I believe women should be dating a lot of guys at once. Mm-hmm. They probably are too. Yeah. And it gives you some kind of contrast and comparison. Even if you're like, I'm obsessed with this guy. And if you're not exclusive, go date other guys. Yeah. Because it's all practice. And I never did that before. And now that I've gone through, I mean, Neither of course, did I, and you're putting too much pressure on the person. Yeah. You find the one person you're like, I connect well with, and then you put all your eggs in We're his We're together basket. now. Yeah. We're toge- no, if you meet someone and you're obsessed with them, Plan two more dates, yeah. like that week. I agree. Be busy. Go yeah. do other things. They might become friends. And it's not savage. It's not mean. It's not gross. Like, yeah. they'll get something. They'll learn something. Yeah. You know, I have this theory, like, we're if, as long as we're being authentic to ourselves, we're never hurting anybody else. This whole thing that's like, she hurt Greg or whatever. No, he had a, he needs to learn a lesson. Yeah. You know, he needs to learn that it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it and about authenticity. And, and it's not about manipulating people with sort of these, um, I want to say like overly quixotic uh, um, kind of emotions that are like, yeah, you're saying everything I want you to say or everything Vince Vaughn said to Reese Witherspoon in some movie, (laughs) but like it's not landing. Like you could say more to me with just like squeezing my hand or putting your hand on the back of my neck like and giving me or writing a text saying like I got you or whatever version. You're just not giving and receiving love the same way. And it's taken me a long time to realize that we need contrast, you know? And I look at all the, whatever, quote unquote, bad relationships I've been in. We've all done it. Those are necessary because mm-hmm. you're not going to appreciate the Blake when it comes along yeah. unless you've been in the bad ones. Yeah. So I'm just so pro being in bad relationships. <laughs> I'm pro <laughs> dating a lot and just yeah. sort of having as much experience as possible. So when the guy comes along, you're not two years in being like, I could have been with this person. Like yeah. you, you've sown your wild oats and you have enough data to know that this person is the person. Oh, a thousand percent. And like, that's why I'm okay being 30 and now in a relationship versus like a lot of my friends got married very young. And I'm like, what did you like learn about yourself though? Cause you changed so much from 20 to 30. So much. Yeah. Ooh, how do you know that? Who told you that? I mean, is I that just, a known thing? I, I mean, I don't know if it's a known thing. I just know I, I, I'm not engaged until now. And I look at my 20-year-old self and my 30-year-old self. I'm like, those are two different women. And look, two different women. One that will go through your phone and guess your password and one that will not. Yeah. Uh, But there's something called, and there's no real, and I'm always making fun of astrology. I know on this podcast, even though I'm such a Virgo, Mm -hmm. but there's something called Saturn Returns, which is uh, sort of the idea that women... Maybe it's meant to. I don't know. You'll let me know in the comments that between (laughs) uh, 27 and 29, you change so much. And there's this theory that any woman that's in a serious relationship up in that time will always break up with a guy because so much changes at that age. And if you found someone at 22 who will grow with you, awesome. Yeah. So cool. I know some people that do, but I know a lot of people that feel threatened if someone else grows or changes or gets a new job or new friends or, you know new money comes in or whatever and they can't handle it and they're, you know, and the relationship was based on staying the same and not growing, you know, like that's not a, if someone's cool with you growing and changing, great and will grow and change themselves. But I cannot imagine dating anyone I dated when I was in my twenties. Oh no. I remember when I was 20, the guy I was dating at the time, I remember thinking, oh, I will have his children, but we will get divorced. And that was like the weird mentality of like wanting to stay with him, but knowing subconsciously, not even subconsciously, like I just knew like, oh, we're not going to work out, but I didn't want to leave him. But that was like mm. the 20-year-old me of like survival. Like he was older and and he was stable and he bought a condo, like yes. all these different yes, things. Yes. But now I'm like an independent woman. Like I bought my own condo. I have my own money. Like I don't need you. Therefore, like I'm never going to settle and be like, oh, we're, we're going to have kids but get divorced. Like if, if I think that already, then like we're just going to break up right now. So maybe it is like love is about, I don't, 
we t- said this already, but I don't need you. I want you. As yeah. soon as I like have some tether yeah. that removes choice from the situation, we're in trouble. I think that I think that's probably perfect. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just sort of like I, you know, my friend Lizzie, um, who is my best friend from college, who always puts things perfectly. Her whole thing is like to me, love is every morning I wake up and I choose you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, to me, that makes me go, okay, I get it. Because I never want to feel like trapped. I never want to feel like but the idea that every, I could leave anytime I want. Yeah. Right? I can go pay for my own apartment if I need to. I can right. leave. I have a job, whatever. And I choose to stay here. I can go on Instagram and find whatever. <laughs> That's something that, um, that I'm fascinated because you're in a healthy relationship with someone and you don't seem self-destructive. What is your definition of cheating? Is Emotional cheating is a big thing I keep hearing mm. about is why are you texting with this person? Like intrigue is a big thing. Yeah. You know, like you can sort of be texting with somebody, flirting with somebody, even if you don't act on it. What is your stance on that? I definitely think- Not that Blake and I aren't texting because <laughs> he's into animal wildlife stuff. He would love your shirt, by the way. But oh my gosh, the number of oh when, when I show you my closets, you're gonna be like, can I borrow those? Oh just my god, to spice up my bedroom life because I have lots of like wildlife shirts. Oh, <laughs> I love <know>. that. <laughs> we should be a Mormon family. Anyway, oh my gosh, <laughs> no, I do, I do think there is such a thing as emotional cheating, but it's less about like you emotionally cheat on me. How dare you? And more like a reflection of like what's happening in the relationship to make you do that. Interesting. You know, um, I feel like I was an emotional cheater early on, you know, where I wasn't getting the attention or affection mm-hmm. that I wanted. So therefore I was like, oh, I, I didn't physically do anything, but like right. you're just as much setting your relationship up for failure by getting your like happiness, your dopamine from mm-hmm. like another guy who's sure. giving you the time of day. Sure. You know, so like, is it wrong? Well, yeah, but like I think the bigger thing you need to reflect on is like what's wrong in your existing relationship that you're searching elsewhere. Exactly. And is it worth it? Yeah. That is the biggest thing to me is like when I want to act out, when I want to get that ephemeral attention, when I want to get that, you know, respond to that DM or like leave a comment or like get that quick like feeling of being sexy or getting this person's attention, which by the way, if that person's doing it with you, they're probably doing it with many other people. Yeah. Like you're not the most special unicorn ever. (laughs) Yes, you are. Okay. (laughs) You probably are. (laughs) Um, But then, uh, It's also like, is it worth it? Is this quick hit of dopamine? Is this quick, like, couple weeks of flirting with this person? Like, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth the damage I'm going to do to this person? Because it goes away. And I think that's what people forget is, like, yeah, you're getting this, like, quick hit of, Mm -hmm. like, this drug of, like, attention and affection Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, like, you're not dating him. And therefore, like you said, he's probably doing it to other women, Mm -hmm. too. And it will probably go away. And is it, like you said, is it worth it on your existing relationship that you're building and growing? Mm -hmm. Like you said, you start from scratch and you've worked so hard to get to this point. So what's the deeper issue? It's not even about this guy who's, like, making you happy for a quick second. It's, like... Why aren't you getting that from your relationship? Yeah. Does he not even know? Like, that's the thing. Blake, he's not very affectionate, actually. Interesting. And so I've had to communicate to him, like, hey, I actually really like um, kisses on the head or, like, little butt smacks or, like, those little, like, hand-holding type yes, yes. I small am, things. Oh, this is, okay. I know that the love language thing could maybe be polarizing. <laughs> if you can, uh, this is the situation I'm kind of in, and I'm oversharing, but who cares? That's my brand. Um I will, for this ruin, house. I will ruin a bad relationship <laughs> to make a good podcast episode. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, exactly. I need some outdoor furniture. It's not cheap. <laughs> so you sometimes you can be giving love in a way that the other person doesn't even receive it or feel it. So it's yeah. like the love language test. Have you guys done that together yes, online? Of course. What is your love language? So words of affirmation are my biggest one. Interesting. Yeah. And then physical touch, which I as long as it adds up though. Yeah. Because Greg said everything that you'd want someone to say, but it didn't 
land. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Words of affirmation as long as it's authentic and not with a um, results-oriented. Right. Absolutely. And and whereas, like, Blake, he didn't grow up in a very affectionate family. Interesting. So it is sometimes— He wasn't molested. We get it. <laughs> Bragging. Sometimes it is hard for him to say things like, I am proud of you. You mm. make me happy because, you know, wow, like, wow. those small things, you know. And it's also—and that's—is it a lot of, like, well, you should— I obviously am. Yeah, he he's he like, well, I'm obvious? confident. You should. I'm. I have no problems. But I, I'm like, because I do it without him asking. Like I'm always like praising, him, like words of affirmation. Because we oftentimes um, love someone how we want to be loved. So I'm giving him all these words of affirmation, even though he doesn't even need it. You know. But then I have to remind him, like, okay, well, what if I just quit doing it one day? Well, Are you the new Oprah? What I don't is know. Happening? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. Jesus no. Christ. No, I am. No, definitely not. I'm just a, a newly engaged person trying to figure my shit out. This is so. Like clear and true. I never agree with anyone. <laughs> but like that's where people struggle is like they're like, well, I'm giving you words of affirmation. It's like I don't need that. You know, his thing he likes like acts of service. Like what makes his life like easier, easier. you know, you know. And so yours is words of affirmation. Yeah. And physical touch. Quality time. Like it's almost like even, but like yes. definitely words of affirmation. Yes. Words yeah. of affirmation. And, and it's interesting because I don't do that. That's yeah. my guys. And that he will be like, you know, sorry to throw you under the bus, honey pie. Aww. But it's a lot of like, well, I just, I feel like I did all these things and aren't grateful. And it's like, well, of course I'm grateful. That's why I did all these other things. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, like I'll do acts of service in return of acts of service instead of saying, thank you so much for going to do that. Yeah. And I'll just go, well, I got you this thing. See? What do you mean? I got you the standing desk. Yeah. That was how I said yes. thank you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? Like, you know, it doesn't even, he's like, well, who? I don't want presents. I just want you to, and it's like, oh, but I just thought that was making your life easier. Because exactly. that's what I value. See? You know? So it's like, I've done, all, and we we constantly butt heads because I'm like, I've done all these things yeah. that I've never done for anyone. Yeah. Trying to show you how much I love you. And you just want me to say thank you? Yeah. Thank you. You make me feel happy. Yeah, duh. That goes so much further than that freaking desk. But my brain goes, duh. Yeah. Like, I obviously love you because right. I you're here. Because I got you this desk. Do you know what I'm saying? I got you a desk. It's a standing <laughs> desk. It's it's adjustable. It's expensive. I have to get movers to assemble it. It's fancy. It left a dent in my wall. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I hate you. <laughs> I have amazing news, you guys. You're finally getting a wig. <laughs> Why would I need a wig? I just like them. Um... Does this not look like a wig? <laughs> okay, you're finally getting a different wig. <laughs> no, we have a new sponsor. The sponsor is Public. Public.com is a social investment app where you can build your portfolio, discover companies, follow other investors. Y'all got to be investing your money. You're finally mm -hmm. making money. Don't waste it on lunches with friends. And who cares? Mm -hmm. Invest. But the trick to investing well is it, it's really difficult. It's confusing to start investing. And it seems like there's so many barriers to getting started. Uh, like, do you have to have a ton of money? No, you do not, right? I felt so much more confident in investing after using public because you're never investing alone. The app is super easy. There's no account minimums. It makes it super simple to be able to invest your money get money back, make money in your sleep. Wow. I did not know that you were so into this. Yeah, no, that's what, I mean, so, you think I can afford this house from doing stand-up? I mean, while you're looking into investment opportunities, I just want to see if you want to get it on the ground floor of a little pitch I have. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm investing in a lot of companies. Are okay, you, great. Is, sure. Great, great, great. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's called The Meat Market. Uh, M-E-E-T, and it's a grocery store for singles where everything is sold in single packages. 
So you just buy like a dash of pepper and meet a dashing man. Well, that is adorably sad. <laughs> I new idea. What if you invest in at-home surgeries? Because hospitals, uh, spooky. So like, s- surgery comes to you? No, you do it yourself. A kit at your house. Okay. Like, a, what kind of surgeries would, would this do? I mean, what, what what do you need? It's up to you. See, so you would say, like, oh, I have um, kidney stones. And they would mm. send the kit. <laughs> and it's a DIY, DIY. surgery. And yeah. then you D-I-E. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will mull that over. Look, I would just say maybe don't quit your day job. No, well, this, this is, is our, our day, day job. job. Um, I think I'm going to stick with public.com because they have good ideas that I respect. And I think our listeners probably should, too. Use code Whitney when you download the app. Let public.com know that you're coming from Good For You and you'll get up to $50 in free stock and get started in growing your portfolio. 50 bucks, that's not a joke. This is valid for U.S. residents 18 plus subject to account approval. See public.com slash disclosures not investment advice. But can I give a little advice? They say Krispy Kreme never goes down in a recession. And that makes sense to me. I know what you guys are thinking. Is this over yet? It's almost Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you guys are thinking. What underwear is Whitney wearing today? You know, that probably is what they're actually thinking. What kind of... What kind of panties are creating such comfort for her that she can flow creatively like this. She can feel safe. She can laugh and not worry if a little pee comes out that we're going to have an issue. Mm -hmm. That she feels sexy and confident. Now I'm dying to know. Yeah. It's the (gasps) meundus. I wear (laughs) meundus. In, I mean, at times I shouldn't even wear underwear. Meundies, just for our new listeners. (laughs) I'm going to just get serious about the meundies. Uh, Benton, do I not wear meundies? We were. On, I mean, we both do. We were on. Why the are you we checking with Benton? To I just. Verify. I'm just saying. Well, because I put her underwear on every day. <laughs> because- you think she puts them on herself? <laughs> These delicate typing fingers. She got trips right. Uh, Grace isn't always around. Somebody got to put her panties on. Baby needs panties. Can I tell you? I don't know if it's just the shape of my my undercarriage or the width of my sternum or mm-hmm. uh, uh, the underwear that I've worn before this, I always just felt like, oh, as a woman, you just move through life feeling like you're being sawed in half at all times. Mm-hmm. Like you just move through life. And it. I just figured out, I did jokes about it. I did a, a, a joke in my first special about thong underwear. I've never done well with it. Me undies is the only underwear that I forget it's on. I truly forget They're the it's- perfect underwear for men, for women. They're perfect. No, but they're, they're like perfect. velvety soft, mm-hmm. right? So even if you have a little bit of stubble because you shave the wrong direction and the laser you did 10 years ago didn't take, like there's no rubbing, there's no ingrowns, mm-hmm. there's no drama. In fact- There's no pinching, bunching. They might want us to cut this because this might be an issue, but I one time almost peed through my meundies because I forgot they were on. I was very close. And I love the patterns. I have a panda pattern, and they just dropped a new Halloween collection. Ooh, spooky. We love me undies, and we love- You want to come through this haunted house? Cobwebs. So whether you're out running a killer or being abducted by aliens this Halloween, be comforted by the fact that your undies are sustainable and the softest in town. Those aliens are going to suck you up and be like, what are these probe it, probe undies? It. <laughs> Me undies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micro modal fabric soft, 
breathable, and dangerously cozy. Whoa. I feel threatened. Oh, spooky. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. The I See You print, My Boo, Tricks and Treats, Lazy Bones. Is that a reference to um, us? Dicks that can't get soft? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Lazy and Lazy Pumpkin. Oh, that's me. Available <laughs> in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes extra small through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider, but make the decision quickly because there's someone right behind you. <laughs> MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, which really just means... You have a problem. <laughs> you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Whitney. That's MeUndies.com slash Whitney. Your Slasher scrotum. Whitney, because it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Your crevices will thank you, but I feel like either we've got two great options. <laughs> I can't wait to edit this. I am big on in public, the little hook. Give me your pinky if you're standing, just a hook. Oh, just yeah. holding hands in some way. Yeah. No one can ever hold hands, right? Okay. Is that how you hold hands? Well, okay. We, we, oh no. I don't, you're that guy. I don't. I don't know. Oh, you're this person. Oh my god, the bachelorette kid. I hold don't know. Hands. I, this I, is why she's so charming and cute. I don't even know. Well, you, is that how you hold hands? Well, this feels weird. Okay, so if we're, we're just in a movie, because you know when a guy does this and you're just like. I feel <laughs> This is not. <laughs> that always, but that to me is love. When you can do that with a guy and be like, oh God, oh we're so awkward. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. Hold on. Okay. I feel like it's That's this. cute. Like it's That's that. cute. But sometimes you can do like a, hold on. Wait, no. What is happening? This is cute. I like it when there's something weird like that, like just a holding oh, a thumb. Yeah. Or just a, this is hot. Okay. When a guy just oh. holds your wrist. Actually, I love that. Yeah. Or the back of the neck. Ooh. I like a holding of the, yes. if we're in public, just Sorry, have your hand guys. on the back of my neck. I love <laughs> I'm it. I'm like, whew. I love yes. it. I want to feel like I'm being sold into sexual slavery oh at the Oh my gosh. Life. Yes. I need, I like to know that when we're in public, you're with me. Yeah. And I don't think that has to do with being a public figure or anything. Has that, it has changed a little bit. Since people know me, I'm like, I need you to hold my hand and have your arm around me so that I feel, like, protected in some way. I feel like it has a lot to do with you being, like, a comedian. Like, you're such a strong personality that when a guy can be, like, holding yes. your neck, uh, that he's like, hit me with your car. I am not. <laughs> Please. You know, it's just like, yes. I am not intimidated by your strong female personality. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That and... um. And just kind of a, it's just body language is everything to me. Yeah. It is everything because I've spent my whole life being confused by words. Mm -hmm. Words are very confusing to me because it took me a long time to realize like, oh, people can say things they don't mean. Oh, people can lie, you know? And I, I mean, people know that I do all this equine therapy and work with horses. Like I literally had to do that to learn how to mean when I say and say what I mean. Yeah. And don't say it mean or to be able to be able to read people's body language and not just believe everything they say. It's yeah. like I come off very cynical, but I'm actually super naive. Like when someone says I love you, I'm like. They love me. It's like, oh, wait, then why are they having sex with all these girls? This doesn't add up. I guess I'm just ugly. Like, that's what ends up happening, yeah. you know? And you seem to have a very innate ability to ascertain that. Like, is like a bullshit meter? Did your parents read to you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Did your parents love you? What's no, going no on? I think that's where the words of affirmation comes from. 
them. Interesting. You were a sad child, therefore you want the. And there is really like prove it. There Say is it. science behind it. You know, like you grew up with like out those words of affirmation. My parents were divorced and like dated multiple people, and I'm like, I need that attention. And I hear that's where like people who like to entertain or like comedians come from because they're still looking for that, that validation of like laughter from an mm. audience. You know, they want those that confirmation that they are like accepted in some kind of way. And so mm. I, I do feel like a lot of my needs. I don't just need them laugh. I need them to pay money. <laughs> I need them to give me money. They approve you with their ticket sales. <laughs> and then I still don't believe it. <laughs> I remember Jim Carrey was on SNL once. This was a couple years ago. Emily, I don't know if you remember this. Emily used to work at SNL. Uh, you weren't there when he went on and everyone was clapping, like going crazy because Jim Carrey was back. Yeah. And he just went, you guys can stop clapping. It'll never be enough. Oh, <laughs> Which is like such a perfect way to it'll just never be enough. But in relationships, like you have to, it has to be enough sometimes. Yeah. You have to be able to go like, this person loves me. I believe it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we're just like looking for proof and looking for proof and you didn't do this. And, and we want the other person to read our mind. And that's yeah. not fair. And that's bullying. And we want people to have the same set of tools we have. And I do think understanding how the other person gives love is like a conversation nobody has, even though it's kind of dorky. I think now in the zeitgeist, people are interested in talking about this kind of stuff. So, so how did this come about? Did you basically just go, hey, I feel like... I need you to just hold my hand more in public. Or I just feel like, how does this conversation happen for people that don't know how to Oh, I mean, it's, it. it's ongoing. Like, it was probably one of the first conversations It's ongoing. Had. It's ongoing. I, I mean, that's an amazing <laughs> reaction. It's ongoing. Merch. I mean, it is. It is it's though. ongoing. <laughs> that's such a great way to put it. I never would have thought of that. I'd be like, well, that's over. That conversation <laughs> happened. I mean, like, it was probably one of our very early conversations on a generic level. Like, what's your love language? And here's why, you know? And then it becomes like, okay, here's proof in our, like, real life day-to-day -day activity of, mm -hmm. like, why I'm not getting that. Or here's an example when you did it and I really liked With it. No blame by the way correct positive yeah. reinforcement you have to go i hate it when you do that because i do think sometimes when people not just women men too who are like i'm gonna be direct and clear and i'm gonna say what i need you can't lead with that you yeah. also it's like um i'm trying to think of uh it's like whatever i train dogs and horses a lot positive reinforcement <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. positive reinforcement works more than anything it has helped oh, me yes. so much in relationships because we want to go like here's what i don't like and here's what made me mad and here's what made me upset yeah. and you're just being annoying and a dick yeah you know you can go like you can lead with, with with what does work yeah and you can lead with what you need instead of here's all the things you're doing wrong yeah how would they know love is not the person is psychic yeah love is the is the person that is willing to course correct and hear you and yeah. change when they do get the correct information yeah and it's all about how you guys communicate so like blake and i were very um not serious with each other and so he kind of mocks me a little bit with like my words of affirmation so great. He'll, he'll be like hi like he's mocking me hi sweetie i'm on my way home like he's like joking i'm like great well that's gonna get you a blowjob so thank you and so again no teeth. it is it's a positive reinforcement it's like sure like he's kind of joking but it's like look like that is what like thank you that is what i need like you obviously know what it is even if you're mocking me you know that's what i want to hear and you're making an effort and that's yeah. hot yes and you're being conscious of it and like you're not expected to do it perfectly yeah. right away right yeah so we've we've talked about these things multiple times so it's just it's ongoing of like okay recently i've, I've felt like i'm not getting enough affection and he's like okay well like this is what i'll try to what? do yeah i didn't even know that was an option 
It has to be. Like, no one's going to be perfect I would just from the be get-go. like, I'm ugly. I need to get breast implants. Oh, my God. No. You have to continue to talk about Because he's going to continue to try. I'm going to continue to try. And like I, like you said, you have to recognize when he is succeeding. So he'll clean the cat box. He'll clean the, the dishes. He's doing these acts of service. Because, again, he's doing what he wants. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And you're like, I don't need to do the dishes. Yeah. I just want you to say you're proud of just, me. Exactly. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I make you happy. I want you to want to Miss do the me. dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's just ongoing. And I think with time, like, it will eventually kind of work out. But that's, like, what a relationship is. It's never going to be perfect in the beginning or the middle. Like, it's just By the way, but, the, but as soon as you get perfect, you're both going to grow and change. And your lives are going to change. Exactly. So what, the strategy, like, you know, to me, it's like relationship is such a moving organism. You know, it's like the guy that I've been dating, we met in the pandemic when I was basically what I call a robe lady. I was oh, in a robe. Yeah. We all were there. I was literally in a robe all day. Yeah. And he would like come home from work and I would just be like barefooted, drinking rosé at 4.30. I'd normally leave the house at 7 o'clock to go do stand-up until 2 in the morning if I'm even in town. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was like, this. I'm just like this Grey Gardens lady who's home all the time. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is working now. But then all of a sudden the world opens up and I'm gone all the time. And it's completely, di- he's like, who are you? I don't know what this is. Yeah. And, you know. The goal is that you're going to every year, every month, your life is going to change because you're going to get more and more. And just when you figure out, you know, after you get whatever, I'm managing your career now, (laughs) after your talk show and your book deal and your blog and your podcast and everything like that and your relationship advice and you're traveling all over the world, he's going to have to change the way that he loves you. And you're going to have to change the way that you love him. And then you have a kid and you're both, you know, so... As soon as you get it down, the goal is you're going to have to start over again because your lives are going to be improving oh, so absolutely. much and changing. Access service might be a huge deal when I have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Right now, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, and he's like, I'm proud of you. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> Clean the diaper. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just made a person. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Like, you in labor, he's like, I'm proud of you. You're like, just get me a fucking Xanax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think it's not about the person getting it right. It's about someone being able to course correct without ego coming into play. Yeah. Like that to me is the biggest turn on with a guy, not someone who's like, well, I fucking did this thing. It's like, okay, circumstances have changed. How do I adapt to keep you? Mm -hmm. I agree. What's his birthday? I'm not an astrology person. I'm just curious. <laughs> August 9th, which was the same day as the finale. Crazy enough. What? Yeah. Weird. I know. Happy birthday. We're fucking done with the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, how important is it to talk about exes, if at all? I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. In fact, I learned recently that he, um, from his previous exes, continued to struggle with being affectionate. Like, I literally found out, like, Within mm. the last month, like, oh, my ex has also said this. So part of it was like, oh, shit, so this Whoa. is, like, still a problem. But then also it was like, okay, that validates my concern because I'm not the only one recognizing this. So in general, you got to talk about your exes and past failures and relationships and what you took from it, what you, what you couldn't take from it. You know what else I love about that? When someone talks about their exes, you can learn everything you need to know about the person. So number one, that makes me love him. Yeah. I'm in love with your Beyonce, Beyonce, because I love that he was dating girls yeah. that said that, yeah, that were self-actualized and were able to say like, hey, I don't like this, mm-hmm. instead of going, well, they were fucking crazy. Yeah. Number one red flag is a guy calling yes. his exes crazy or a girl yes. calling his, her exes crazy, because you're the common denominator and all those crazy people. Yep. And you're just dismissing their feelings. That's all you're doing. So that is just so unattractive to me. My ex is a psycho. She's a stalker. Okay. Like... You live together. Maybe she was just coming to get her stuff. She wasn't stalking you. She was coming to get, like... Yeah. So, um, I love that his ex... uh, He was dating women that were, like, 
not confrontational, but asked for what they needed. Yeah. That's a, that's hot. Yeah. The communication was there. They were having conversations that were important to the success of their relationship. Maybe their pussy smelled though. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've asked that. <laughs> but I love that he's also able to go like, this is a consistent pattern instead yeah. of going, all bitches are fucking crazy. Yeah, you're sensitive. What is you're, it with yeah. all you needing me to touch you all the time? You yeah. know, like he didn't decide to make like a huge generalization about women. Yeah. He was like, okay, there's a pattern here and this could be me. Yeah. The ability for someone to say, you know what, this could be my fault is the illest thing you can say. Yeah. You know, not to self-flagellate or be self-deprecating because that's boring and gross. And I hate it when people are like, I'm the worst. When a guy's like, I'm the worst. I suck in relationships. Take them at their word. It's not <laughs> hot. It's not sexy. Like, yeah. oh, he's able to admit his flaws. No, he's telling you to leave. That's a red flag. But I love the idea. I mean, I love that. I'm like, it's an idea. It's it, it's real to you. It's your actual life. Yeah. I love that he's able to do that. Yeah. No, he's 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 just amazing. He's he's someone I've never been with before in terms of how he communicates and how he wants to work through things. And he he really does want to succeed in our relationship. So he's always listening and trying to understand, or even like joking when he knows I'm maybe like I am like in my own head a little bit. Is your wedding gonna be on a show? Oh my god, no. I mean, it can be, but like we aren't like that. Like we're very happy to take a step away. It was just a lot to go through. Like yeah. I'm very 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 happy to take a step away from like the production of like what the show is and sure. the last thing I want to do is incorporate that into like oh, my actual wedding with Blake are you planning it yet no because we don't even live together so we're spending like weeks at a time in San Diego and in Canada and he's actually going to Africa and like a couple so can I you know that I'm a wild I'm a wildlife specialist I didn't know this <laughs> What? That's not true. I'm just oh, like, a, I'm a crazy animal lady that just like goes to animal sanctuaries and yeah. screams at them for not being up to code. <laughs> I'm just a cry. Just like I work with lots of rescues for um, apex predators. Yeah. What exactly does he do with animals? Because it's the hottest thing ever. Oh, it's, it's amazing. He's so passionate. The only time I've ever seen him cry is when he talks about like when the I, suffering of animals. His Instagram looks like mine. It's like he's oh, just like God. constantly advocating for animals and it is the hottest thing. Yeah. So he's going to go to Africa. Um, there's multiple organizations that he works with. So I want to say it's Oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't remember which one he's going to because okay. there's multiple. Um, but he's going to kind of learn about like what they do. And he wants to basically like bring attention to the organizations and to animal welfare and um, really just like be like literally in the bush. It becomes a your, your memoir. <laughs> your memoir. In the bush. <laughs> yes. Katie Thurston in the bush. Yes. Hashtag sex positive. <laughs> um, that there is there is to me. You know, we talk a lot about red flags. We talk a lot about, you know, our intuition, our human nature versus what's actually healthy for us. Look, we want to eat pizza every night. Yeah. Like, you know, same with dating. I'm sure, you know, what's good for you isn't necessarily what you want in that moment always. Um, the way um, someone is with animals, man or woman, is the most important thing. Like, I have yes. a dog, Ramona, who's my life. She's on my neck and tattooed all over my body. Why have I not seen her? She is at a different house. Oh, okay. She has her own house. Oh, <laughs> Spoiled little bitch. <laughs> She's at the rental. I, there's too many people here today, and I'm just, um, she has a, her own. I live in the guest house. She lives in the main <laughs> well, house. Good for and her. <laughs> she is, you know, I used to date, you know, toxic men, whatever. Yeah. She would, if she didn't like someone, I didn't see them again. Yeah. The, the way that I see someone interact with animals tells me everything I need to know about yep. them. His unbridled compassion for animals. Yeah. Where, where does this come from? I don't know. I feel like he's always been an animal person. And I think he went on um, a trip once to Africa to like volunteer, like a, a 
a rhino sanctuary and there was like a baby rhino that he was feeding mm. and something about that just like hit his soul like i think he just like that's loves- my cock ring just you <laughs> saying that i don't need the cock ring it's happening yeah like he just loves animals in general but he wanted to kind of find his like purpose you know and i think for him rhinos were something that really stood out to him i think when you're bottle feeding a baby it just like it does something to you it's one thing to see it it's another thing to like hear it feel it know it's like an orphan because its mom was killed for its horn are you prepared to be with an animal this is it is an addiction. I mean, it is a, I mean, I have, it is a two in the morning. There is a dog in, you know, three hours away. That's like, I am a, that comes first for me. I mean, people that, that realize how big of an impact you can make. Yeah. If you are, it, it becomes very addictive. Oh, we, I mean, it's the best addiction to have. It's not <laughs> yeah. hookers or strippers or cocaine. It's yeah. he's rescuing animals, but yeah. Is there any, anything in your mind where, I mean, as someone that's dating a vet, like, as I feel like he couldn't date anyone but me. Cause he's like, everyone I date, if I like need to leave at two in the morning to go do a surgery on a cat, they're yeah. like, you're gonna fucking leave. I'm like, go get the cat, leave right <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs> hurry up. Like, yeah. you know, so did you have, you know, I know you have a cat that you're obsessed yeah, yeah. with. Are you okay with coming in second to a rhino? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And the thing is, growing up, up until like college, I was actually wanting to be a vet. So we have a very similar passion <gasps> for animals. And so we've already talked about our hypothetical house with land where we like basically have all these rescues. that We to, are like, going to be Mormon. I feel it. Finalize their life. You know, like a bunch of like ducks and chickens and cat, like whatever can fit on the property. Like we are fully prepared to be those people. And he, because he works with like wildlife. Like he's like a, I mean, he's very into conservation. I mean, is that, did that come from just being a nice Canada person? You know, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I saw this photo of him in high school, and it's the cutest photo because he's, like, glasses on. He's, like, a little chubbier, and he's holding, like, a toad. And I'm like, okay, this is something that's, Buddy. like, been in his life, you know, his whole life. And I think that's where a lot of animal people, like, my whole life, I've loved animals, volunteered at a wildlife center, wanted to be a vet, you know. It, I just think he was just born with this, like, passion for animals and is pursuing it. And this is, okay, we're stumbling on something important. So... The more time someone is spent with animals, the more they understand human nature because we're animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Understanding communication because it's all nonverbal because they can't speak. Yeah. You know, and just to be able to read someone's body language, to be able to read someone's face, you know? Yeah. I'm now stumbling upon why you guys are so good together. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Just psychic. But that's so – because it's also so um, unique that you are so – conscious of things and so connected to your gut yeah and that's a big animal person thing yeah the more time you spend with animals i think the better you are in relationships because you know when to surrender you know when something's not your problem you know when to just back off you know when to lean in like you just like feel things differently i never thought of that it's great practice yeah no you're right like i I grew up with like cats dogs chickens lizards frogs birds we're hot take words are stupid (laughs) words just confuse people words suck words are boo (laughs) words just confuse people they manipulate people they throw they throw people off the track lies we never say what we mean or mean what we say we're always trying to charm or beguile you know 
So to me, the first time I was able to really have healthy, intimate relationships that were honest and sustainable were after I was working with animals. I mean, I grew up around animals. Yeah. And then after growing up around animals and then being around humans, I was always so confused. I was just like, <laughs> I feel like you're saying you love me, but the way you're acting isn't. Yeah. You say you hate me, but like you won't stop coming over. Like I can't, I, I, humans are so confusing. I think the more time you spend with animals, the more you're able to like be into your intuition. But now I understand why words of affirmation are not his first thing because you can't say words of affirmation to right. animals. You're just like, I'm here. They know you're into them because you're there. Exactly. You know, animals are like, I'm here. Yeah, you're feeding me, that you're petting me. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that is really fascinating. Yeah. And then how, how important is someone's job? Because I would marry him without even meeting him just because of his job. Yeah. I that mean, is a, sorry, this is a gross gender thing that... Um, I want to talk about because Chris Rock, <laughs> after the, all, the, <laughs> all the Tiger Woods stuff happened, this is so long ago, it's like 10 years ago or something, when he was sleeping with all those women and cheating and they were all like waitresses. I remember, and look, I was like younger at the time, but I was like, they're waitress. They're like bottle service girls. And I remember a very famous comedian was like, we don't care what you do. And I remember being like, oh my God, I've never thought of that before because someone's career is so important to me. Not because I'm shallow, not because I need them to make money because I, it says everything about the choices you've made. Like yeah. I want, my deal is I don't care what you do as long as you love what you do. Because yeah. if someone hates their job, they're going to be miserable in their life. Yeah. How important is someone's career to a relationship? Should it matter? Does it matter? Am I shallow? Am I an asshole? No, I, I think it's just like a, a blended uh, thought process because the I remember the last serious relationship I was in, he was unemployed. And you're thinking like, okay, well, I make money. I could like afford us and keep, take care of us. But mm -hmm. like there was a turnoff. So in some ways, like, your job does matter because it, him being unemployed showed like a lack of passion and drive. And was, I was he like, attempting to be employed? Ah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like it, which okay. is why ultimately we ended, you know? But then, like, there was another guy who he had a job, but he wasn't trying to get promoted, you know? And so, like, I think mm. in, in certain levels, like, your job is fine if you're if you're always, like, competing to be greater, you yeah. know? Like, there's got to be drive and passion. Drive and passion. Yeah. But if you're just kind of, like, floating by and you're, it's nothing that excites you, then, like, I don't know. To me, it's kind of a turnoff. So that's what drives me nuts when people are like, oh, women just like gold diggers. and It's not about what you do and the money you have. It's about the drive behind it. That's yeah. what's hot about it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You gotta be excited. Yes, because now I know everything I need to know about your work ethic and your passion. And yeah. the, again, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And also, you're the one posting all your boats on your Instagram. You want to be gold <laughs> dig. So just you need to calm down. But I just think that's so important. The same way if a guy is too in shape, yeah. my brain goes like, you spend all your day at the gym. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think that a lot of things that are pathologized is like shallow. It's like, no, 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 Like I'm attracted to the work ethic that achieved this thing, not the thing. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, cause I am so pro women going after men that are really successful and yeah. that have money. Cause it's also like, I make my own money. I don't, I just don't want you to need mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even though now that I am able to pay for myself, I still want to be with somebody that has their shit together. Because when I first started being solvent, I was like, oh, great. Now I can date broke guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, like, yes, date us. They're so much nicer. Yeah, and they're so much more grateful and available. Yeah. And they can't go anywhere because they don't have a car. I love this. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important to just for, I think there's this stigma against women that are into a man's job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The same way a guy is like into a woman's like appearance. There's this like shame around being like, he has an amazing job. Like there's nothing wrong with being like, I want to date a doctor. I want to date a rich guy. Or I want to, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. I agree. 
Thank you. I thought that was a hot take. No, I mean, it's true. Like you, you got to feel equal, I think, at some point, whether that's equal in income, equal in your passion, you know, like whatever equal is to you, yeah. then that, that's the only way it's going to work out. Yes. And also, full stop, I've had relationship end, relationships end. Uh, it's so sad that I had to correct myself because it was plural. Because <laughs> I frankly am bored of what you're talking about. Yeah. Your job bores me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm allowed to say, you know, I don't want to have to talk about this at dinner every night. Or if that's all they're doing, if their life is their nine to five and then they, you know, eat, sleep, repeat, then yeah. it's not going to go anywhere. I have written, when I say four pages of questions for you, <laughs> I'm now just going to go down and read them uh, verbatim. <laughs> I wrote this on a plane yesterday coming back from Oklahoma. Katie, do they give you all the dresses? Oh. <laughs> They do style me. Yeah. I don't get to keep anything. Because I feel like you had a style that was so, I'm not going to be shitty, but just like more chic and. <laughs> Say it. Just um, simple in a good way. Yeah. Classic yeah. and timeless. You, you're sort of the Audrey Hepburn of the Bachelorette oh, franchise. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> that, but I'm just going to go and own that. Thank I just you. mean oh there was God, no like, you. is that from BB? Oh my God. They're just sort of, is she okay? No, they they definitely like want. Like you could walk and you weren't like tick, 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 like a penguin, like walking well, in to get the rose. I was. There were times where it like, wasn't, I, they call it a bro girl, I think, where you like, I walked in like. Oh really? Because I mean, it's very, it's a lot of like ice skater costumes yeah. before you. I mean, it's, yeah. The thing is, they do want to like amplify. Like it is a show that's like a fantasy. It's a prom. I yeah. want it to be a fantasy, but so, I still want it to feel like yeah. so you're if I wanted, not. Yeah. If I wanted to wear a t-shirt, great, but I it was still like a hundred dollars t-shirt. The, the bachelor can fart if they need to. I mean, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Big They'll pageant energy. <laughs> They're like, we are not yes. showing that. <laughs> Even though it happens, you know. That's not in her contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to fart. Yeah. No, they do they do um style you and they they want it to be like this amplified, beautiful, like you you are on this like pedestal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so even if you do try to like downplay it, again, it's like, sure, here's a t-shirt, but the t-shirt's like 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. I'm just so curious because it's such a weirdly big part of it. And it makes me realize how shallow I am when I watch the show. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Like, Some people, that's all they watch it for. Yes. It's the fashion. They follow the accounts that like tag all the brands and the dresses and how much they are. And But there's a, there's a, 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 Big Boca Raton energy in some of the seasons. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. There's a big like ice capades energy on yeah. a lot of them. You yeah. know, there's a lot of like halter dresses with like a turtleneck. You yeah. know, and I feel like you were had this um a little more grounded, down to earth energy, and think, it was really refreshing. It made the whole thing feel more um real. Well, I appreciate and that. Grounded. <laughs> I do think the stylist definitely knows kind of what you're looking for. And, and for me, I'm very like simple or like I'm not crazy into fashion. And so Carrie, who's a stylist, I think he tried his best to kind of like accommodate that while still like pushing Being me out of yourself, my comfort zone. It just zone. felt like you were yourself. Yeah. It felt like you I were wanted. comfortable because, Absolutely. you know, I find myself like, you know, because I do think that people look at The Bachelorette as like, this is this thing that no one else has ever experienced. Yeah. I mean, it is a microcosm of everything we all experience on a on a daily right. basis. When you go on a date, are you finding yourself putting on some weird sequin turtleneck you would never <laughs> normally wear? Or on a first date, do you feel comfortable enough to wear a t-shirt? Right. You know, like that already gives you a lot of information about whether it's a sustainable relationship or one that's healthy. Yeah. It's not about what the other person's doing. It's about the way you're behaving. So it's like, if I'm finding myself wearing something I would never normally wear, yeah. that's probably a red flag. Yeah. You know? Definitely. That was profound. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> what? Oh, this is interesting. What? <laughs> My question is so interesting. Uh, <laughs> what you clearly would have found a guy without the show. Okay. What made you go like, I'm going to do this? Well, it all kind of happened at the same time. Like there was no breath of air. Like I applied for the season. I was very, very surprised to get the call. And then by the way, what was your, did you made like a tape? Why do you think they picked you? I know why, but why do you think? (laughs) No, I didn't even make a tape. So I, I applied online. It's an application. And I think I was just very like, real in my answers it wasn't like I'm trying to find love it was just like I kind of added my like comedic spin to like my responses right. and then of course like I had this existing you know TikTok of like all these videos of like my personality and my thoughts and whatever which is also why I was surprised they called me because there's literally like a six part video of me talking about shitting myself on accident at work <laughs> and I'm like you want I've not seen that and I'd oh, like to discuss it <laughs> I will send it to you I think it's worth the watch uh, maybe I'm biased <laughs> But like also, you know, they they were like, you might want to take that down. I'm like, well, no, it already exists out there. Like, I'm just going to leave it up. And so to be able to go on the season, I was like, are you sure you meant to call me, you know? And so it just kind of like one thing led to another. Like, okay, fine. It's COVID. Like, I get to go on Matt's season. Matt's like my age. He seems like a cool guy. Give it a shot. And then next thing you know, they're like, do you want to be The Bachelor? I'm like, uh. Me? Okay, sure. But you know that you did something that no one else had really done on the show as a contestant, which is when shit got catty, Yeah, you were like a girl's girl. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it has to do with like age or just like I, I reached a point in my life where I like don't give a shit, you know. And so there's a lot of women who were there who were trying to just like be peaceful with everyone, and that's fine. Like that's how you want to handle conflict. I get it. People don't like confrontation. I certainly didn't like it, but also I'm not going to sit here and be someone that I'm not. And so if I see something I didn't like, I said it. If someone wanted to attack me, I would, you know, speak my mind back. Um, And there were some really genuine raw moments, you know, between like me and Sarah Trott, for example, when she mentioned her dad passing away, you know. And so, yeah, I just I think I just stayed truest to myself as possible, which I think people can get lost in with reality TV. They want to to be a character. They want more screen time, whatever it is. You know, I don't know. I'm not speaking for them. I can only speak for myself and that I just stayed as true to myself as possible without really giving a shit what anyone was going to think. You know? Yeah, but how did where did this come from? I've been in therapy. I've been in a twelve step program for fourteen years. Where? Why do you have this? I don't know. It was like, are you an only child? No, I have, I have a sister. And Older, I, younger? A younger sister. I mean, and then you know, I find out about this biological dad. So I technically also have a half brother. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just like um, you reach a point in your life. And for me, it was like the pandemic. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is, really. Like you do a lot of self-reflection. You're yeah. like, the world is ending. What did I do with my life? Sure, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And what did I gain from it? And I, and I gained nothing by being accommodating to these people. I gained nothing yep. by sacrificing my personality. And so it just, it, got, it didn't work. Yeah. And so you're like, the world's ending. Fuck it. I'm going to be myself. And so I was. And then that's Pretending when I, isn't getting me that far. So like, right. why don't I try this other authenticity thing? And right. look what started happening. Gifts, gifts, well, gifts. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, on, on TikTok, I was just like, like vulgar and myself and just like, here's my unfiltered thoughts. And there was a community of people who are like, we love this. And I'm like, people are accepting of this. Okay. And so you kind of build this confidence of like, look, I'm not going to please everybody, but I certainly have a, a, a niche of people like in the corner who are like, we like this personality, you know, and focusing on that instead of any negativity. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's like, do you feel like you built confidence through social media? Oh, absolutely. See, I thank you for saying this because I feel like <laughs> I have the hottest take of like when people are like, all social media does is make you depressed and destroys your self-esteem. I'm like, bitch, you can choose to yeah. focus on the negative yeah. and tear yourself down because that's not, you, like you build self-esteem by doing esteemable actions. Like, yeah. And if you're going to, you know, choose to only focus on the negative, that's a choice that you made. Yeah. Like, focus on the thousand positive instead of the five negative. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, change your lens. And it mm -hmm. seems like you really have that warrior spirit of just going like, yeah, there's some negative stuff that comes with this, but I'm just going to keep my eye on the prize yeah. and focus on who does like me instead of all the people that don't. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, there's definitely, like, weak moments, low moments. It's not easy. I'm not saying, like, oh, I, I got this, you know, in the bag, whatever. Yeah. But it's like... But that's just normal. I mean, that's yeah. life. Everyone's got that. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'll, I'll post, like, I am pro-choice and the people who aren't will unfollow me I'm like good be Fine. gone I will never make you happy you know what I really appreciate that because um you know I think that a lot of people are trying to get fans at all costs right now yes and it's to me I'm at a point where I'm like I honestly just want to get the right kind of fans, even if it's less, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because the kind of fans that you're getting conditionally or because you're pretending or because you're walking on eggshells yeah. or because you're trying to like toe a line, those are the first to leave you when you make a mistake. Yep. Those are the first to, you know, the ones that get you, that like you because you're being fake are the ones that going to abandon you and turn on you the mm -hmm. second that... Um, you know, they're fair weather. Yep. So to me, I'm like, if I got, it, it's like a guy. Yeah. If I pretended and wore, wore a push-up bra and Spanx for the first three months, like, yeah. I'm going to lose you when I take the Spanx off and yeah. you see that I have cellulite or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. So, uh, it's just, I lied to you. Yeah. And then I worked really hard to get this person that like only fucked with me when I was fake. Yeah. And I'd rather just have less people that want the real me yeah. and more people that... Oh, 20 Don't. loyal people versus 100 like fans huge. who like it's, it's a huge difference huge yeah. and also and I don't know the case for your trajectory which I want to talk about which is like for a comedian you know and anyone can apply this to their life you don't just have to be a comedian to get this but when I learned you only need a million people to be a comedian that sells out 20,000 seat arenas in every city yeah that's all you need it's actually not that many people do you know what I'm saying yeah whereas we're like I need eight trillion people in the world to love me. No, you don't. To be yeah. successful, you don't need that many people to love you. Yeah. You just need your tribe of people yeah. that really fuck with you. And then when you say, hey, I'm going to be on the show or, hey, I'm selling this product or, hey, I'm going to be at this venue, they come. Yeah. You don't need most people to like you. Same thing with relationships. You mm -hmm. only need one. Yeah. Same Absolutely. thing with acting. You only need one great audition. You only need one great um, choice. Yeah. Essentially. You know, and I think that we focus on trying to please everyone. And that's, I, why do you have this? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's taken me so much therapy in 12-step programs to get this. I mean, and it still not, doesn't come naturally to me. I don't, I mean, we we experienced life differently, if you think about it. Like, like I am growing up in this world of, like, social media is, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly involved in social media as young as, like, I think eighth grade was like MySpace, you know, like so yeah. I've constantly been around this like online uh, socialization, by, yeah. you know, whatever. Whereas like before it was just a very, it's very different. And so yeah. it's, a, I don't want to say slower progress, but like everything's very heightened now and very yeah. quick, you know, yeah. dating. You can go on like 20 virtual dates in, in a day if you wanted to. So true. You I had know? to get in a car. Everything is so quick. <laughs> it's so quick. Go to Applebee's. You know, so while you say like, oh, it took me so long. It's like, well, it technically probably took us the same. We just did it in a different 
like era. But you're but you're just making me because I just think there's this narrative that social media is like so toxic. I think it's like this is a weird metaphor, but it's like a knife. You can use it to make a beautiful meal or you can use it to hurt yourself. Like I think that, you know, I don't know. I just I, I push back on this narrative that like social media is toxic. I think it's if you're a toxic person, it's going to be toxic for you. Yeah. And if you're not, it's not. Oh, I am a huge fan of following accounts that you that bring benefit to you. If, yep. if following these models is making you feel bad about your self-esteem, then maybe don't follow them. Mute them. You know, follow accounts that are like body positive. Sure. Um, follow these like baby accounts, these pet, whatever. Like it can be a very beautiful thing and connect you to great people and, and a community. And it, like I do think social media can be a good thing. I know if you so want many people that are like so obsessed with the, what they put in their body. They're like, I don't eat gluten and I don't eat chemicals and I don't drink soda, but they follow all these toxic people. I'm like, why would you be so conscientious about what you put in your body, but not what you put in your brain? Yeah. We have to actively play defense on what we allow in our brain. And if you're po- following a bunch of toxic people that make you feel bad, that's your choice. Like mm-hmm. you chose that, you know, yeah. like you have to take control about your uh, control of your like sort of like mental hygiene. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So you muted me is what you're saying? You're not muted. <laughs> I have muted people though. Where you're like, ooh, if they if I unfollow them, then it's like this whole thing. But if I just mute them, then like <laughs> they oh, don't gosh. exist. Oh gosh, that I mean to me, whatever. No, Ugh, people that's notice. Such a thing they know, they and know. if they call you out on it, that is so dark and Either sad. Either people notice or fans notice. They're like, why did you unfollow this contestant? I'm like, I just don't talk to her. Also, why are you checking? Oh, they'll check everything. Get it together. They'll check everything. Is there something good about the pressure of getting? engaged and dating on TV. So this is something, so my friend Kevin, I remember when I was in a relationship, I think I have this petulance around getting married where I'm like, cause it's like, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being, you know, maybe it's cause I tour and I have to plan so far out anyway <laughs> to stand up or maybe cause I do television. Like every yeah. time you do a TV show or movie, it's like planning five weddings. You're just getting a venue, you're getting right. flowers, you're getting, act- you're getting dresses, like, you know, and as someone that's that's on camera a bit, I'm like, ah, I don't want to have to wear makeup on a day. I'm not getting paid or a dress or whatever. Yeah. Whether it's me being a brat or me just actually being weirdly shy in my private life, which I know sounds like wild. <laughs> my friend Kevin Christie, who is just the wisest person, he said to me when I was like, um, I mean, like, what's the point of a wedding? Like, who cares? Like, it's just like a, you know, it's prom. It's, yeah. you know, it's expensive. I'd rather donate the money to an animal charity or whatever. And he goes, no, 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 the wedding's not not about you. The wedding is about holding you accountable so that you put on this ceremony so all your mm-hmm. friends witness it so that moving forward, you're accountable. So anytime you're out in a bar and you're like, he's cute, you're like, oh no, bitch. We spent $2,000 <laughs> to come to Santa Barbara for three days for your wedding. Like yeah. you're not, So all your friends are now invested yeah. in your commitment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to be sneaky. You don't get to be sloppy anymore. Like we all are now a part of this. Yeah. And there's something, um, it's not guardrails, but it's just sort of something uh, like you did this. You can't have any secrets anymore. Yeah. You can't hide. That's actually very true. And I think there's a huge confidence boost in the fact that like Blake and I are dating, but we're uh, we're engaged. I shouldn't say dating. People lose their mind over that. But we're engaged. <laughs> oh my God. And, and there's this like, we are in the public now. So it's like, you want to go have fun with your boys, go ahead. But you got everyone watching you. Yep. I trust you. Yep. But everyone's watching oh, you. Oh, that's my dream <laughs> to be dating someone that everyone at the bar is like, yeah. I know your fiance and I love her. And if you flirt with me, I'll freaking kill you. Yeah. You know, that's my dream. Yeah. Just like the perfect amount of surveillance. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so there are like, I guess, some perks to it, you know, when you think of it like that way. But also it is, it is awkward to- be on Dumois in a heartbeat. Oh my God. <laughs> Gotta love it. 
<laughs> yeah. That's interesting because I do think that there's some positive, you know, I used to be like, what's up with this engagement party and this, this? And why do we have to follow these rules and all these traditions? I mean, some of them are there for a reason, which yeah. is like, we're all literally investing and emotionally investing in your commitment and we're all rooting for you to stay together. I yeah. think there's something to that. Yeah. You know, when I see a lot of friends who are like, we just live together. We don't see the need to get married. It's like, okay, we're all just count like counting down the days till you cheat on each other. Just FYI. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? When none of us feel any pressure, um, responsibility right. to root for you to stay together. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. I mean, that, that is a good point. I've always kind of been the person who's like, I don't know if I want a wedding. Just but in moments where you want to give up or moments when you're like hurt and you're like, because I'm, I'm the burn it down bitch. Yeah. I'm. You don't say. I'm the burn it down bitch. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, you, like something. Like, I'm actually really patient and tolerant and trusting now. So I don't want to over, like, you know, be hyperbolic about, like, being crazy. But I am a, you know, oh, you're five minutes late to a meeting my mom at a nursing home. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, be gone. I've like, been there. Yeah. I'm that bitch. I'm like, let's just burn it all down. Yeah. And it took my friend um, Jennifer Goodwin to say, uh, leaving is not an option. Yeah. When you're in love, leaving's not an option. You stay in the ring. Yeah. And she'll text me. She'll be like, stay in the ring, stay in the ring. Don't say all the things you want to say, but just stay in the ring. Like, you know, yeah. um, don't tell them all those times you didn't have orgasms. Just stay in the ring. <laughs> you know, and like staying in the ring. Like, do you yeah. ever get hurt? When you get hurt, like, do you know, like, I just need to stay? How do you, does the pressure of being in this situation help to go like, I have to work this out? Whereas a lot of other people go like, <gasps> I have oh. to write this out because of whatever, some other pressure. Yeah. I mean, we're engaged. So there's like this whole like elevated level Leaving of isn't commitment. isn't an option. Yeah. yeah. Of like, like we'll joke. I'm like, you chose this. And he'll be like, you chose this, you know? <laughs> and so like we, whatever it is that we're like maybe bickering about or kind of like not enjoying about each other, we're like, we chose each other. We're going to get through it and, and, and talk through it. And so there's definitely this level of like, uh, I don't want to say extra commitment, but like, yeah, if we were just dating Maybe we would have been like, eh, it's not worth it. But what used to be a deal breaker is now just something to work through. Yeah. You know, and I do you think that this is true that something that's a deal breaker with someone that's not the right person is just kind of annoying with the person that's meant to be for you? Yeah. I think it's a, a, a tool to like get out. You're like, oh, you it's just, a deal breaker. Because you just said bickering. And there's a yeah. difference between fighting and bickering. Yeah. To me, I feel like when you're committed, you bicker. Yeah. And when you're not, you fight. Yeah, I, I think you focus on what you want to focus on. It, I could call it a fight and be like, yeah, we fight all the time or we bicker all the time. It's it's a two different tones, but the same action. You see what you want to see. And so because we're like in a positive, healthy relationship, I'm very happy with him despite like our quote bickering. Um, we're working through whatever things come our way. But if I don't want it to work, I'm going to focus on the negativity. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. If I'm rooting for this to win, this is just a silly little bicker session. Yeah. Or a growth opportunity. Right. I'm not fighting with you. I'm fighting for you. We're communicating. Yeah. Because there's no turnkey relationship. You are not going to walk into any relationship and there's never any conflict or any. What was that? What was yeah. that tone? What was that? What was that supposed to mean? Like that is... You know, it took me so long to realize that because I think I was always like, well, if it's right, we'll never have any conflict. That's you're always going to have conflict. Not true. Yeah. It's really about how you handle it. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, if you're uh, choosing your battles, right, is it sort of like this isn't worth it? If I wanted to leave, I would poke at this more or if yeah. I didn't want this to work out. 
but I'm kind of just going to keep this at a superficial bicker fest. Oh, yeah. You can use anything to get out if you want to get out. That's the thing. If you want to get out, you'll use oh, his, his lack of texting, his snoring, uh, like whatever. You're flossing yeah. now? Like whatever. See ya. Yeah. You'll use it to get out. Have you... I, I, I'm very torn on the idea that relationships take work. Okay. You think they shouldn't work or my, take work? My brain is like, I have a job. I have many jobs. Yeah. But is it just that the kind of, quote, work it is, is just doesn't feel like work because it's worth it? Yeah. I don't think it would feel like work. Like, when I think of, like, things that Blake and I are, quote, working on, it's not anything like, oh, it's just so exhausting. It's just, like, normal. Think of, like, all the relationships you have with people. Like, my Can mom. Can I ask you? Yeah. Ask me anything. Like, what? Like what is an example? Of what we're working on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think I've mentioned a few times, like, the whole lack of affection. Yes, or, yes, yes, know, yes. Got it, got it, got it. Things like that. Yes, that's a tricky you one. Know? That's a very, I think that, that physical touch is something that's ingrained from a very young age, yeah. like with family. Yeah, that's so, in, it's a it's for him to be trying to rewire that. That's that's love. Yeah, but then also like recognizing when he is attempting, you know, like before I was yes. here, I was like, oh my God, he didn't even check on me during my two and a half hour drive. But then he texts me and goes, good luck tonight. Let me know how it goes. So like, I have to stop focusing on the negative and re realize Aww. he is trying and th that is like words of affirmation. He's, he's listening, he's caring, he's showing Aww. his support, but in his own, own version you know just because he's not like hey babe checking on you an hour after you left like doesn't mean he doesn't care about me oh um, that's big yeah that's big his own version or the other person's own version yeah because that's that's what bumped me about greg yeah. that's what sorry pissed me off because it was like <laughs> you want your version of, yeah. of love to be her response. Like in this moment, like she's processing this. She's in a really intense situation. This is super overwhelming. She's taking care of herself and you're interpreting it as a rejection or an insult. Yeah. And you have an emotional per perfectionism of how she needs to behave. Like I know this might, this is, this is important because I think it takes people so long to learn this. Like, oh, you're trying. Yeah. He wasn't trying. He was like, I love you now. Give me the thing back that I say exactly back to me what I said to you. I don't even know what would have made him stop fucking freaking out in that hoodie and blazer. <laughs> but I think it's important. You don't need both. One or the other. Let, lose the hoodie. Lose the hoodie. You're on television, homie. It was really cold. It's a, It was okay. I'll say that. Emotionally. Emotionally cold. Um, but I think for me, that's so important because I, I'm learning recognize when they're making an attempt even yeah. though it's not what you scripted in your head yeah they are trying yeah absolutely and i think to I make think you come even if they can't <laughs> they're trying that's huge a for effort did your parents just nail it no i love my mom i love my dad but no like the, i don't know it's just like life experiences like i just feel like with with multiple failures of like where i wanted to be and being like i'm 30 it's a pandemic what's happening you just kind of like figure it out on your own. And sometimes that's the best way to learn is like fucking it up and then trying again a different way. Don't What's your birthday? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I am stunned. I'm stunned by you. I'm a Capricorn. There's no ego whatsoever. What's your birthday? January 3rd. Okay, see, I got it. Okay, <laughs> so you know that I'm not an astrology person, but I am, I do believe that our personalities are formed based on our proximity to holidays. Okay. And the amount of attention we did or didn't yeah. get based on what other holidays were. So January, early January babies, Christmas, it was Christmas. New Year's, it, it was like you taxes. just had to. You had to figure out how to get attention. 
<laughs> yeah. Early January, you were getting the regifted bath bombs. The birthday party was just kind of the leftover oh, yeah. detritus that they pulled together from the New Year's party. My you- sister was January 20th, so we were mm. always like even like competing even then on the scraps. Like you had to figure out how to adapt. So my birthday, September 4th, okay. was always the first day of school. So I was like, I'm just going to work through my birthday. I work on weekends. I work all the time. That's just what we do. You know, there's no time for me. Like, there's something really interesting about that. Your ability to shape shift and course correct with no ego and just go, that didn't work. It's not my fault. How would I have known? Yeah. That's really rare. That's really rare. Because my (laughs) thing is like, nah, okay, you must be. When we're in blame, that usually means we're just unwilling to grow. He was an asshole. She was a psycho. He was a this. You're like, hmm. I didn't do that right. I'm going to try this way now. Yeah. Without any like self-blame or self um, over-pathologizing or self-flagellating. Like you're just like, Meh, how would I know any better? Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Like it, there's a lot of struggle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> there's a lot of struggle. I get why like, they gets, picked you for the bachelorette. They me to be there. <laughs> don't they do like a psychology, like a psycholo- doesn't like a psychiatrist have to talk to you? Oh yeah. There's tons of things. Especially like you figure you're going to be in the public attention. They want someone who can like mentally handle that. And a lot I of don't people cannot. What do you think they saw in, what, how do you think they knew you were this I mean, I don't know that they knew anything. Like, it's a, they it's say, a gamble. Like, do they say you're going to sit down with a psychiatrist today? Um, there's only I don't know about, like what I can and can't say about like the process, but yeah, that's <laughs> it is part of it. Like, there is like um, I just know Mark Burnett. Uh, they they was saying that they everyone that's on reality shows have to go under like like hardcore not yes. only background check but psychological evaluations because yes. a lot of people that are contestants on uh, reality shows kill themselves afterwards yeah unfortunately i've heard that with um like early episodes or seasons of like love island i think um, yes yeah, just it's a, you get all this attention all of a sudden and then I'll, you get all this feedback and people hate you or yeah. you know it's just it's a i can't believe that i've survived this but i sort of was in the public eye at a time where it was kind of incremental. It was yeah. like I had a special and, so, and then I had another special and then I had a, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. just this like all of a sudden you're the star of a TV show. Yeah. Super intense. Yeah, I, I definitely think they do their due diligence to make sure that you are prepared and they offer resources afterwards, which I think is really great. Mm-hmm. I think there's not enough highlight or um, like applause for the show and, and wanting to do what's best for the contestants, not only before, like during casting, but afterwards when they're dealing with that public attention, you know? So there's been times where I've used their resources um, while the show is airing where I just need Can I get those anxiety meds, please? <laughs> <laughs> give me a therapist. Give me medication. You know, because they, yeah, they they do want everyone to to survive whatever it is that they're going through. You know, because um, it's not easy. And I see it now, even with Paradise. I have multiple friends who are on the episodes mm-hmm. and like watching how they're going through it or their DMs. I'm just like, oh, like it's so it can be so toxic. So you have to be a, a strong person to really get through it. Um, what's the best relationship advice you've gotten? You had the other like former bachelorettes on the show. Did you get anything that sometimes you hear something that just like <clears throat> changes everything? I mean, a lot of people give me advice for like the show itself, yeah. you know, like let go of control mm-hmm. and all these Strapless different things. Bra. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know if I've gotten like advice after, except that like, I guess relating that it is hard, like knowing like, yeah. oh, you guys are going through something that's hard right now, watching it back. Like this is normal. And this happens to all the couples that I think interesting, felt good interesting, yeah. to know like, oh, we aren't just like a failure or like we're not like a weak couple. This is something all the couples had to go through where they watch 
her date all these men back. Some of them see multiple like overnight dates, you know, and like watching the show back with your significant other is probably the hardest part that all of the bachelorettes go through. Do you have to do that? You can do as much or as little as you want. And so like I would be very upfront with Blake about like this is what's happening this episode. Maybe don't watch this scene, you know, like whatever. And there was a certain point where he he would just unfortunately like, oh, it's like so cringy, but watch it back. And I'm just like, well, I was honest. I prepared him the best I could. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is what it is. It was how I felt in the moment, like, for example, with Greg or, you know, with Andrew or like any of the guys, really. And then are you gauging his react? Like if he's jealous? I mean, he should. That's good. That's He should be. It's a tricky one. I, I, I did not enjoy any negative feelings that he had. Like he was very like uncomfortable because in the moment of filming, he thinks he's like my one and only yeah but that's because i'm very good at like keeping each relationship separate Mm -hmm. and so then when he gets to see my like one-on-one date with andrew or michael or greg he's like didn't realize you actually had relationships with other people i'm like it's kind of the show show. yeah so it was it was rough but like we were very supportive of each other like while he was hot he's psyched he was he was he won (laughs) it's hot i mean it is weird because it's like you know it is is I'm watching and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, how would any, but that's what we're all doing when we're dating. Like, yeah, that has happened. The idea to think like that your ex has been with other people. It just hasn't been filmed and put on TV. Yeah. Like, all that has happened with people you've dated. Like, it's just such a like gross reality to have to think about, you know? Oh, I say that all the time. Like, people are like, oh, the show's so weird. I'm like, but if you think about it, this is kind of like normal, real life. It's 100%. It just happens to be you know, being filmed and and it it just really makes you um, confront some of these ugly realities and makes you go like, oh, part of the reason I was able to be in that relationship is because I pretended that they had no exes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas true, a true sustainable relationship is like, I know you've had a bunch of exes. I know you've been in love with other people. I know yeah. you've told other people you're the first person I've ever loved. Yeah. You're the only person I'll ever love. And you're with me now. Yeah. And like, that's just how time works. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I just have to find some kind of security in knowing I'm getting the best version of you right yeah. now. And she didn't or she or your exes are because I used to really struggle with jealousy. And it's like your exes are part of why you're of you. Yeah. And I have to love them, too. As yeah. crazy as that is and as much as I want to be jealous of them, they're part of this person that I love so much right now. Mm-hmm. And like they're a part of you. And I hope you love them. I hope you said all those things to them. Otherwise, you'd be a psychopath. Yeah. If you had never said I love you to anyone, that's a huge red flag for me. Yeah. So to me, that was like really, I don't use the word trigger a lot, but like pissed me off when Greg was like, I've never said this to anyone. It's like, okay, that's your shit. Yeah. You know, that's you don't get points for that. Yeah. You get a po- you don't get points for never having had an emotional connection before. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> but I will give him for all the people that are mad at me for um coming for him. Uh, I do know what it's like to lose a parent. Yeah. And then after that, be totally emotionally so disorganized that it's everybody's fault, that you're yeah. in any kind of pain all the time. And to be afraid to um, invest emotionally yeah. in anyone because you're afraid of losing them. So you just blow it up. Yeah. You know, and That's I will, what I saw. I will say, like, a lot of us take 
uh, lessons from the show. And I learned so much (laughs) from this show and passed it off as my own wisdom all the time. I will say since then, Greg has gone on a a podcast to kind of reflect a little bit because the thing is... Not mine. (laughs) Well... No comment. <laughs> it would be very confrontational. <laughs> but he he has since kind of like owned up to some of his things and some of the growth that he needs to work on and mm-hmm. the healing he needs to do. And what people don't realize is, you know, the last time we met, the show was, um, hasn't even aired those episodes yet. And so we're only reflecting on our own perspective. Oh, wow. So then the episode wow. airs. I'm I'm learning and seeing it from a different lens of a lot of people, whether you're my side, has, whatever side you're on, I'm learning a lot, you know, and I think that was the big part I took away from it. And same with him. And it was really unfortunate because I do believe had him and I were able to watch this with, you know, America and then talk about it, we probably both would have approached it very differently. You know, like I was very angry and in my emotions, he was very like, I don't regret anything. But then we got to watch it with America who had all these opinions and specialists coming in. And I mean, regardless, it was a big learning experience and conversation for everybody, no matter what your take was. The conversation started and I think that was the important part about it. The conversation of just like, this person is saying all the right things, but it doesn't add up. That is such a profound thing to say, you know, going both ways, you know? And I've lost so much time to people that said all the right things, but didn't do the right things. Yeah. And just going like, oh, why didn't this air 15 years ago when I needed it to air? But, you know, but it's just like, I'm just so impressed. And even when you're able to say, like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I need time. Like, just being able to advocate for yourself and and, and to not be rushed. And, you know, and I I hope it doesn't take someone having to have have the kind of trauma that you had to be able to go like, okay, like, you know, let me be clear about my space and my emotional space and, yeah, you know, what I need because it is just so easy, whether it's nature or nurture or conditioning or just our desire. Sometimes we just want to be in love so bad. When someone says all the right things, it's so easy to just yeah. give yourself away and and to buy into it. And it's it can be really hypnotic and it can be really um, um, confusing. Yeah. And for you to stand up for your confusion <laughs> yeah. and going like, you know, on camera, by the way, on camera, I like my instinct would have been like, oh, this is such a romantic moment. This is going to be such a great giffy. Yeah. This is going to be such a great meme. <laughs> this is going to do so well on YouTube. Sure. Like, I, you're going to feel a whole, you know, like yeah. the, the, the resistance to falling into some trope or, or script or some fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's funny because people are like, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, because the show's a fantasy. A guy gets 200 women, beautiful women to choose from, or a woman gets, you know, 200 amazing men to choose from. It's like, you broke that fantasy for me. And you made me realize that the true fantasy is being able to be authentic in that moment and not fall victim to your conditioning or your yeah. Disney movies or whatever and go like, oh, this sh- this looks right optics wise. We're on a bridge and I'm on a boat and I'm, <laughs> I'm with his parents and yeah. I look gorgeous and I'm in this cute skirt and he's handsome, but it still doesn't add up. Right. You know, all the optics are there, but something in my gut is just saying, and I'm going to trust it. Like, that is so unusual because I think a lot of people fall for that bullshit. It's like, this person's right on paper. I hear that a lot. Yeah. They were right on paper. They were right on paper. They were nice to me. They were kind. They did all the right things. And, you know, I know I bring this up a lot, but there's in the book, The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker, he talks about women that were, uh, well, he does this. He's a... um, a uh, security person, a big celebrity security person in LA, incredible yeah. book, Gift of Fear, everyone should read it, men and women, and talks about how uh, there was this um, study about women after they were sexually assaulted by strangers, 
uh, 99% of the women, the 1% that didn't say this were like too emotionally traumatized to even like do the interview. Yeah. Um, but the 99% of women said of the strangers that attacked them, everyone in their interview afterwards said, I knew there was something off about that guy. Yeah. He opened the door for me. He got my groceries. He yeah. was like helping me with this. He was like, let me help you with that. He did all the right things, but I didn't trust my gut because I was like, oh, I'm probably being sensitive or oh, I'm being yeah. crazy, hi crazy, histrionic. Yep. And I just, I, I'm stunned. I was stunned that you, maybe this says more about me than you, but that you were just like, <laughs> okay, you're in his parents' house. You have cameras around you and you're like, you just seem off. Yeah. And he didn't believe you, but you were just like, I'm, something's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't owe you an explanation. You don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm not going to let this be an elephant in the living room and I'm not going to perform. And I'm not going to do an impression of what I'm supposed to be doing right now because a man is having feelings and doing something that's ostensibly romantic. Romance can be a bully move. Mm -hmm. I got you that bracelet. Okay, yeah. well... <laughs> <laughs> then take the fucking bracelet back if yeah. this is what it costs me. Yeah. You know? And I think There's sometimes... attached. Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes, like, that's kind of the new... Um, um, I don't know what the word is because I don't want to say abuse because I'm not... It's just, like, the new dysfunction. It's like, yeah. but I got you this thing. We, I did all these things. We went to a romantic restaurant. It's like, okay, then let's just go to In-N-Out and have you not be a dick. Yeah. Who are you when you haven't done these gestures? Like, I, I didn't realize you were keeping score. So to me, it's like... Yeah. I think romance is in love. Like it, it, it's so easy to get swept up in, but you have this inherent instinct that scorekeeping is repellent and wrong. Yeah. And it's taken me a really long time to figure that out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, You're I don't, Oprah. She's the next Oprah. I don't know. She's like, I don't know what to tell you. Why do you think they picked me, bitch? I, I know, know I'm the best. They had, they could have picked anyone. They picked me. I threw it at the wall and saw it stuck. So I have no idea. And now what, what do you want to, what are your next, next year, five years, 10 years. I really do enjoy like, building community and, and making people laugh. And so like, truthfully, like if it is like continuing to like a YouTube channel or like stand up or something, you know, something that just oh like- Oh my God, will you please do stand up? Oh my gosh. Will I, you open for me? <laughs> fuck that. Will no. you? Why not? You don't think you could? Oh my God, no. Just five minutes. Oh my God. Hell no. Why not? I Would mean, you just come up and just talk to me? Oh my God. Do you want to do stand-up? Well, yeah, that's how my like TikTok kind of got started. I was getting ready to like, I'm like, I'm turning 30. I'm going to go do like open mic and just have fun. Well, then all the comedy clubs shut down. So I started putting out content on TikTok, which again, I'm going to send you my shitting myself video. Okay, but wait, did you write down premises for jokes? Oh, I have a whole notes section ongoing Where? in my phone. Can I see it? Oh my God. <laughs> Do you, please, I, it's, oh. please, okay. please. You, you'll probably understand why like things don't make sense <laughs> because they're just like. <laughs> if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Oh okay, I'll read you embarrassing like, ones. Oh my god! Somebody's like, like I'll write notes and I'm like, I don't know where I was going with this. Like literally, I just wrote IBS, shitting my pants. That's uh -huh, all. I wrote. Uh huh. There's um, something there. Um, That's just the end, not the I, Well, yeah, I just, literally, like, I'm obsessed. Sometimes I'm I just obsessed. write, like, we're turning you into a stand up comedian. All I wrote was vagina friends. I have no idea what I vagina meant. Vagina friends. That's all I wrote. Vagina friends. See, vagina friends. That's a tricky one. See, so I sometimes my notes weren't that great because I'm like, <laughs> was I high when I wrote that? Or like, meat sword. That's definitely about a penis. Meat but sword? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know where I was going with I Well, because the guys call uh, vaginas. What is it? Beef curtains? Maybe it was a Whoa. beef sword. I don't know. Beef sword? I, I don't know. That is kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> I said vaginas and dogs. They just know. 
Which you know, that's what we were just talking yes. about. Yes, dogs they know when there's bad energy. Vaginas they get wet or they don't. Yeah, exactly. You can't talk them into it. See, there's some that is a that is a big <laughs> premise. That is what I call a big premise. There's something there. Yeah, vaginas are like dogs. Yeah, they always know, and sometimes they stink. <laughs> You don't wash them properly. And sometimes they have fleas. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, there's just, like, literally. I mean, you can tell specific stories, you know, just, like, to start. I think for me, starting was telling specific stories. I told, like, bad date. I wasn't just, like, set up punchline, set up punchline, because that way you're, like, evaluating your performance every 20 seconds, every 15 seconds. And if one doesn't hit the way you want it to, you're going to get demoralized and confused and scared. But if you're telling, like, a story that builds, you're needing less feedback and you're going to get less demoralized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bad date stories, I feel like, are the best way to start doing stand-up. Oh, my my most popular video on TikTok was about how it was during the pandemic, how I said I would fuck a ghost because I was just like so desperate for like sex <laughs> that at this point I was like, fuck it. Like if it doesn't hurt me, like just fuck me. I don't care. And so like that's what I love about TikTok is it's 60 seconds. So you got to hit your story. But and if your you could line. fuck any ghost, what ghost would it be? Well, I, like I, a known ghost? So at the end of that TikTok, I, it, I was like, where did this come from? And it's Casper. And if you remember the scene where he's like, um, what do you say? Like, I'll keep you. Or like, he says a line that like, as a child, you're like, this makes me feel tingly. I don't know why. When a guy says, I got you, <laughs> it, it makes me fall oh, in love with them. Can I keep you? That's what he says to her in the movie. Can I keep you? That is so hot. They're like cuddling in bed. Is Casper a baby? I mean, I think he a might. A ghost baby? Was he I, aborted? No, he's not. <laughs> Was he an aborted baby? I don't know how he died. But he looks like a baby. Am I wrong? Well, he's a young boy. <laughs> Casper was a child, just Look, saying. I'll send you that. I'll send you that clip as well. And you'll see in the comments. The, the women understand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I think these co- the comments have been disabled. Look, I'm looking at the clip. It says the comments have been turned off. <laughs> see? That's how QAnon, this yeah. clip went. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Who did I think was hot growing up? Edward Furlong? I thought I'd say Edward Scissorhands. Edward, th- that too, but then I realized that, that look, I need a guy to wash their hands during sex when they don't, <laughs> when they don't have scissors, okay? So oh I'm certainly God. not going to get tetanus from rusty-ass <laughs> scissor hands. But I don't, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Jared Leto from My So-Called Life, that was big for me. Well, you know, now a big thing is anime. Um, everyone I know that's an older mom that has kids, that, are, that have kids that are like 10, 12, they're all into anime. They're not. They're not watching porn. They're watching cartoon porn. I have seen the Disney princesses like with tits. That's a big one. So yeah. when Miss Pat was on, she was talking about how her kids are watching Elsa get gangbanged. Yeah, frozen. Like they want to see cartoons have sex. So this is a thing. I get it. They can't. It's. <laughs> I it's, mean, you took it to another level. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just trying to think because I think this is important who your first sexual crush was. I've not thought about this a lot. I've completely blacked out my childhood. Um, I'd have to think it through. It was always like older men in movies. Hmm. It's embarrassing, actually. It was always like the, like in Home Alone, I was into like the burglars. Ew. <laughs> God. I'm like, they know how to lot. get shit done. Like they're ambitious and tenacious. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're working hard. They're burgling. I actually loved John Candy. Like I had a crush on John Candy, but I think it was because he was funny. He made me yeah. laugh. I can I can relate to that. Uncle Buck, I loved. Yeah, I have an uncle thing. I guess I don't know, but I loved Uncle Buck. That's so weird to think about. I loved Kevin Bacon and Footloose. I remember. Mm, yeah, it's a good I remember one. thinking I'm so straight. It's embarrassing, but I remember having crushes on girls. Oh, I when mean, I was younger, like in movies. Yeah. 
And maybe it's because I was like trying to figure out my body or something, but I remember watching National Lampoon's European Vacation and there was like a hot German girl. And I remember like focusing on her, but I think it was because I was just trying to figure out my own body and I was like, boobs, I want those. No, I think that makes sense. I forget that movie um, where the devil, like she's really hot, like British voice. Um, 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 Elizabeth Hurley? Yes. Yes. What was that movie called? Oh. Um, I know what you're talking about, though. Bedazz- Bedazzled? Bedazzled, yes. yes. I think you were just turned on by the quality of the movie. Well, that I- was a big... <laughs> <laughs> I think you were just turned on by the writing and yes, the... and the, and the, absolutely. <laughs> and the narrative. <laughs> yeah, the incredible dialogue. Yeah. Yes, there was times, like, Weird Science. I know that was, that was before my time, but I remember watching it and thinking she was so hot. Maybe yeah. just the guys were so ugly. I don't know. That's true. Aggressive contrast. Do you... Can I ask you one question? Last yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> um, is it... Do you guys, do you, you drink a little bit? Do you guys drink the same? No. Interesting. Yeah. No, he's Canadian. So like in his world, he is either like a zero or a 10 in terms of like how drunk he is. Like there's no such thing as buzz. He doesn't know that word of being buzzed. All or nothing. Yes. He's like, what's the point of drinking if you're not going to like go all out? And so when, when he gets drunk, it's just, he's drunk. Whereas me, I can like, so he, he picks and chooses like, okay, tonight I'm getting drunk. Whereas me, I can be like, I'm going to be buzzed tonight and tomorrow and I'm good. You know, like. He, is he a fun dr- Like, does he change when he's drunk? Do you believe that people become more themselves when they're drunk or someone else comes out? Um, I don't know that he changes. He's, if anything, his his weirdness, which I love, is like amplified. Love. You know, like we actually- Because he's less inhibited. Yeah, we we did a uh, an escape room with a bunch of friends and he was like hammered. And so like- Isn't all- being the bachelorette <laughs> a giant escape room? It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> but like, we're all like, we're like buzz. And so we can kind of communicate and work together, get out. He's just drunk and he's just like holding the padlock up and down. And he's like, I don't understand what you guys are doing. And he's just trying to get out of the room with the padlock. But it's like, no, we got to get the key, which is in this code, which is in this like bowl of rice. Like if you've ever done an escape room. I can't, I can't. <sighs> Oh, they're well, so fun. My life is going <laughs> escape. I just like, I know the person that I am when a task needs to be done. Yeah. And it's like, I will see a side of my friends that makes me lose respect for them. Or I'll just, I'll turn into showrunner boss energy and it'll ruin friendship. It's like game nights. I leave every game night with three less friends. I feel like you just got to try it. I feel like you're not. This getting... is like your thing. I love to it. escape rooms. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. and But are they, but in San Diego? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Is there one in LA? Maybe we can do oh, one here. Ha- there definitely has to be LA ones. Okay, okay. It's let's do thing. one here. Yeah, no, it's totally a big thing. It's a big things. thing. Yeah, yeah, In LA, we call them auditions. Um, <laughs> but, but then, okay, what else is there? Because I believe that, now we're just hanging out. It's yeah. fine. Um, I believe that in relationships, you're allowed to not enjoy the same things oh. and still be together. He hates them. He'll never do it again. Love it. Yeah. But you still get to go do it with your friends. Yeah. He we tried it. We we won and done. And like, I'm happy that he gave so it a shot. So him and I can just hang out yeah. and make fun of you guys yeah. when you go to your nerdy ass <laughs> escape room where you have to pull out fake books or whatever. I've never done one. I think you should try it. If I did it, I'd probably get addicted to it. I feel like that's you would my like thing. It. Maybe I'm afraid. And like you just pretend like it's a real life scenario. You are you're trapped in this prison, and there's an hour left before the bomb goes off. You never. I just feel like the worst <laughs> side of me is going to come out. I'm going to be like, and this is why you can't keep a man. <laughs> like I, all the things I don't like about somebody will come yeah. out. Get drunk and then do it. Yeah. Well, that's going to be even worse and then is there because to me it's like the guy that I'm dating is really into rock climbing and he goes and and hangs from they look like walls to me none of it makes any sense to me it looks like just weird expensive suicide but (laughs) my thing is like I don't want to go with you and that's fine yeah 
And I think a lot of us think like, oh, I have to like really be into hockey now. Sorry. Triggering. No, no, it's true. Do you I have think, to go to hockey games now? I actually do enjoy hockey games. Hockey games are so fun because yeah. it's a lot of fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a team in Washington that, where they're like young. They're like 16 to like 22, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just something. They're basically just men ice skating. It's kind of sweet. Well, and just like beating the shit out of each other. Because at the end of the day, he can ice skate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, there's something kind of sexy about it. So sexy. Like, he's a big guy, but he's, like, a swan on the ice. I don't know. (laughs) Like, at the end of the day, you're just gliding. It's the most macho sport, but it's also weirdly the most, like, elegant. Yeah. The most, like, flamboyant in a way. Yeah. Like, he could do the ice skates if he wanted to. Yeah. Has he ever gotten seriously hurt? Yeah. He, um, actually, that was from football. In football, he got pretty hurt. And he, to this day, like, walks, like, he has a peg leg. And people are like, why does he look like he has something up his ass? I'm like, fuck you. He's injured No, it's because he washes his ass in a way oh, well. that is just very true. He's chafing. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Is the wedding being planned? No. like You're wait, not even there yet? No, no, no. Like, we, we got engaged in April. Um, we couldn't be publicly together until August. So, like, we're still just trying to, like— Ooh, hot. Secret. Yeah. Like, we're just trying to, like, figure ourselves out. And, like, now that we can be public, we're living a life of, like, this is what it'd be like if we lived together. Mm. And— just figuring it out. Top three honeymoon destinations. Oh, I mean, I feel like Africa for sure would be on there. Right, just, right. Because um, he's so connected there. Yeah. Um, I just really like warm weather, which is why I moved to San Diego from Seattle. Like, I was like, I just need the sun. I don't know. I, I really, Bali, Australia. Yes. Like, just anywhere that's like sun and different, which is such a boring answer. I'm sorry. Well, no, but. it's not a boring answer at all. I think the idea that, that to me, honeymoon destinations should be like cartoon amazing, like yeah. Maldives, yeah, like yeah. the places you'll never go under any other circumstances. Yeah. You'll never go when you have kids. You'll never, you like, it's just when you're like working nine to five, it just, that's your chance to do something cartoon, Bali, Fiji, yeah. like all those places that you just like see on Instagram. Exactly. That there's no reason to go unless you're just like having Selling. sex and getting drunk all day. Yes. Some dream. people go on honeymoons and they're like, yeah, we're going to Alaska. I'm like, huh? Oh. I don't get it. No, that was the Irish guy I was dating. He was really into like museums and he thought sand was gross and he didn't like drinking on the beach and like the weather, like sun, because he's like, you know, pale and mm-hmm. Irish. And yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. W- if we can't even vacation together, this is not going to work out. That is huge. Yes. You guys have traveled together. Well, yeah. Yes. You've been on planes together. The way someone travels is big. Yeah. If someone can't pack well, it is so unattractive. Yeah. Got to be a grown-up. Yeah. If someone's, like, checking their luggage for a two-day trip, you're like, ugh. Yeah. You can't be a father. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Totally. Like, what is this dop kit? Yeah. What are all these, like, loose Q-tips? Oh, God. What yeah. is that? Is that pomade? <laughs> like, you don't have the tra- – you're just going to bring your main shampoo on your trip? Yeah. You don't have a travel size? What yeah. do you do to your skin? Last question, and I, I have to know. Why <laughs> no. are you this flawless? Well, I, I always say birth control, honestly. Which you I, always take birth control? Yeah, which mm-hmm. I know you're, like, actually very against. This is like no, the, I'm not very against. I'm on a, I'm on Innovera. I'm on a birth control okay, now. But, like, I feel like my first ever interaction with you, which I feel like was so long ago, you had this, like, whole thing about, like, birth control and what it does to you in terms of, like, wanting a, a man and a, a, a nest keeper. I can't I think of the talking words. talking about this today. This is so wild. I was talking <laughs> about this today. So this was my third special. It was on HBO. I that's where I saw it. And I was talking about how I had learned, because I've was on. i been on birth control since I'm 15, because I was on Accutane. And when you're on Accutane, you have to be on birth control because it has such adverse side effects to a potential fetus. Yeah. Um, did I do it twice? Yes, I did. Um, ah. So you have to be on birth control. I also have had like really bad migraines my whole life. And in birth control, a lot of times is a uh, uh, sort of prescription for that to balance hormones. I'm not saying it's a great one. It just is what it is. Also, yeah. I had such bad acne that I was on all kinds of birth controls. 
And I learned later that because because when you're on a birth control, your body basically behaves as if you're pregnant, right? That's why you can't get pregnant. So the hormones act accordingly and our olfactory glands get triggered to smell pheromones differently. So when you're pregnant, you want a different kind of man than than the man that gets you pregnant. So if you're pregnant and not with a man, this is how smart our bodies are. Our olfactory glands start um, smelling pheromones differently. And men that are uh, uh, more likely to take risks, that are more quote unquote alpha aggressive, are more attractive to us because because we're in a vulnerable state and we need someone to help protect a child. So yeah. we need someone. So the joke about it was like, oh, this is why I date such assholes that yeah. wear Axe body spray and have chain wallets and like wear <laughs> Ted Hardy or whatever. It was like just a dumb joke that was like, oh, I can blame all my bad choices on this. Because when you're not on birth control, you're subconsciously seeking uh, someone that would be a good father. Yeah to your child that would be like loyal and has a little more beta. And whereas when you're on birth control, you're going to... Um, basically gravitate towards someone who's a little more alpha who would protect the child you're about to have in yourself in your pregnant state. Yeah. I remember hearing this and I remember thinking like either A, I'm taking birth control for the rest of my life because fuck that. Like you, you get married and you're on birth control and then you get off of it and all of a sudden you're like- They say you should go off for yeah. like six months before you like get married, married. See, that's I, trippy. <laughs> I know it is kind of wild. You're like, I just invested five years in this man. Yes, and but now- he's coming all over your chest. You already admitted it. You don't even need it. Fine, he gives me a towel. He what are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you on? Can I ask? Um, uh, Lutera. Okay, I don't know it. Uh, How is their birth control? I haven't been on since when? It's very hard to get though. Like oh, I, every time oh. I switch pr- um, pharmacies, ABC they're like, provides it. <laughs> no, they don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. But every time I go, they're like, "Oh, that's special. We have to request." I'm like, "Okay, so can you go ahead and do that, please?" Oh, interesting. Is it monthly or is it monthly? It's a pill. The oh, pill. interesting. Yeah. And then did you have bad experiences with certain ones? Um, so that was like the one I was on, like basically my whole life, like 15, 16 when I started. They gave me like a different brand one time, and like my whole body freaked Ugh, out. Yep. Which yep. It was Loestrin. Which is why I was like, no, 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 I want whatever I was on before. Why did they prescribe you this one? Can I ask? I have no, I have no idea. Like I was like 15, 16. There's like, here you go. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. No, I um, no, I'm not anti birth control at all. I just think that you know, for for me, I spent a lot of time dating blind and not taking in neurochemicals yeah. or epigenetic imprinting or childhood trauma or, or, or ancestral trauma into the decisions I was making. Because yeah. sometimes we make these sort of subconscious decisions where it's like, I have all this chemistry with this person and I'm like making all these bad decisions because my subconscious are running the show or my hormones are running the show. Yeah. And just like we want to say to guys, like, stop letting your dick make all your decisions. Stop being run by your dick. I also want to not be run by my neurochemicals and my uterus yeah. either. So I tried to go like, what? Why am I dating all these people that are so bad for me? And why am I addicted to it? And why can't I stop? Yeah. And when I learned that a lot of it was neurochemical and chemical and hormonal, I was like, oh, great. I'm not just, I'm not helpless. I'm not hopeless. I'm not a masochist. I'm yeah. not a sick person. I'm just kind of letting my hormones run the show instead of my conscious brain going right. like, okay, yes, I'm attracted to these five people at the party that are all, you know, toxic and have cheated on nine of their exes and are in bands and are famous musicians. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I should date them. Like yeah. the same way. Of course, I'd love to have pizza for dinner every night. Yeah. But we know it's, you know, that's what my body's telling me to do. That doesn't mean I should do it. My right. body also tells me sometimes like, do cocaine. I've never done cocaine, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just because our body wants something doesn't mean it's something we should do because a lot of our body's instincts are sort of have a... um are perfectly uh, designed for us to be able to thrive like 2,000 years ago (laughs) when it was just like, eat, sleep, fuck, survive, you know? And now we don't need those. So I try to have a good relationship with like my primal carnal instincts and then 
go, okay, but is that a positive contribution to my future self? Or is that just a carnal instinct? It's just like mind blowing. Or, yeah, is that just my uterus trying to procreate because we're just <laughs> procreation zombies? Yeah. You know, we are, yeah. you know? So for me, I just try to like stay in my conscious and stay in my adult self. And, yeah. you know, because if I did everything my hormones told me to do, I so many people would be dead. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but that's so interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yep. But that's how, that's my uh, beauty secret. You're going to write so many books and oh have so many God. talk shows. Do you want to have a talk show? Um. Yeah, I would actually. That's, that was one of my like fun facts when I was on Matt's season. Is like, oh, she wants to have a talk show. Oh, wow. Oh my God, you're going to be so rich. Oh my God. Is Blake going to be okay with how rich you're going to be? It's okay. <gasps> He'll be fine. He'll be with his rhinos. He'll be fine. So, like, I'll buy you a rhino. They're stink. I mean, it is sad. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with the rhinos? It's crazy. Like watching all these documentaries and like the things he's even exposing me to. And interesting. I mean, I'm I'm both like so thrilled that your guy is into that. Yeah. Because am I in love with Blake? Yeah. I'm just like I. He's the man I think I should be with. <laughs> no, I'm dating a veterinarian, so I I I, I Same could thing. I could never be with someone that doesn't spend their time as someone that has power. Yeah not trying to help things that are voiceless. Yeah. There's nothing hotter than that. I agree. So anytime you act out, he just needs to be like, I save rhinos, <laughs> bitch. I'm sorry I didn't say I was proud of you. <laughs> yes. That's probably what's going on. My love language yeah. is saving puppies and yeah. pandas. Exactly. I'm so into you. It's weird. <laughs> I get why so many people picked you to be a TV star. Oh my God. She's You're just the real deal. Well, thank you. Well, you're a dream. And I, I wish I could say, to, I, I feel like next time you're here, we're going to be like, tune into her talk show. Oh, my God. And gosh. her podcast and her everything, because I just think everyone needs to hear you talk more. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where life goes. I love you. I end these super awkwardly. Um, don't ride elephants. And I am hope I get to come to Africa with you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.